Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, welcome to Barbershop Talk Tuesdays here on the Data on Tolbert Show. I'm your host, Data on Tolbert. Tonight's show is going to be discussing an epidemic uh, that is unfortunately plaguing cities all across the country, um, really the world as a whole, specifically. Um, you know, we're talking about this whole gay agenda that's being pushed by uh, the media, being pushed by the, you know, the, the government. Um, and, you know, it's just it's really catching on and, and um, you know, like wildfire, unfortunately. And so as we're seeing an, a, a severe increase in homosexuality, um, in um, just questionable behavior, you know, all across the board, men and women, we are also seeing, unfortunately, an, a, a severe increase in uh, this whole DL lifestyle. And uh, tonight what we're going to do is we're going to really um, – you know, from a male standpoint, share some experiences uh, and give some some advice and, and share some pointers about how you as women can stay informed, can stay safe, stay protected, and um, really just you know know when in fact you are dealing with a man on the DL. All right, now we as it's it's interesting. You know, we as men, any straight man you know is going to have uh, and has had a plethora of experiences with with men on the DL, gay men, um, you know, some propositioning those men, others, you know, saying little subtle things, you know, and, and things like that. But we're going to share those uh, some of those experiences, those those stories and um, you know, hopefully give you guys some, you know, an additional um, you know, perspective uh, on on how to avoid those uh those types of men. Um want to say real quick, if anybody, you know, many of you are newer listeners, some of you are older listeners, um, if you are uh, an older listener, I'm talking about one of the original listeners, you know that, we, you know, I actually interviewed the, you know, the, I don't know what you want to call him, the, I really want to call him like the godfather of this whole DL movement, J.L. King. Some of you may remember he appeared on the Oprah Winfrey uh, show back in the day, he wrote the book entitled best-selling book entitled On the Down Low, which really ever since that book came out, it was really groundbreaking. That's where this whole DL term came from. That you know that book called On the Down Low. I actually interviewed him about a, probably a couple months after his interview with Oprah, and we we really I I don't even remember what Oprah talked about with him, but I know I asked him you know some pretty 
pretty uh, deep question. So uh, if anyone missed that interview, I know I posted it in the group a little bit earlier on today. Uh, if if you uh, you know if you heard it, definitely you know shout out to you from be, you know for being around. It was at least three years ago. But um, like I said, you can always Google J.L. King on the Data on Tolbert Show, and it should come right up for you. So uh, that's what we're going to be doing tonight. Uh, we're going to get into that, though, a little bit later on because, you know, we were off last night. Well, we weren't live last night, I should say. You know, this show airs 365 days out the year. There's always a Data on Tolbert Show to listen to. But we weren't live last night. Uh, hopefully everyone enjoyed their Memorial Day weekend. Um, so... Um, but what I was saying is yesterday was Advice Mondays, or would have been Advice Mondays, so we weren't live. So we've got some other topics to talk about is what my, my point is. So we're going to talk about some other issues that you guys have been uh, passionate about, express interest in, in discussing. And then uh, I can just guarantee you this will, this will probably be one of those you know, those three-hour shows. I'm almost certain there's, there's, you know, there's just so much to talk about. So uh, the phone lines are always open, as, as, as always, 646 Hit the number one on your keypad if you have a question or comment. The gang's all here tonight. I got my man Marv. I got Louis, uh, James, Courtney's even here in the uh, you know in, in the barbershop this evening. Courtney, what's going on with you? Hey, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. What's going? on? First of all, how was your Memorial Day? It was great. Ate some great food. I had a good time with family. It was it was awesome. How about yours? Uh, mine was good, you know. It was good. It, you know, didn't do too much. Um, just, just kind of relaxed. It was a really um, relaxing day. Chilled. Hung out with, uh, you know, my buddy, you know, Osho and his uh, his family. Shout out to him. And um, yeah, that's about it. Just hung out with the family. Um, shout out to Aubrey for uh, my daughter for for pouring water on my laptop uh, today. <laughs> totally destroying it. To- you know, computer just crashed. You know what I mean? The, the joys of, of of parenthood. You know what I mean? So I'm in your boat now. I know you had some com- some uh, computer issues a couple weeks ago, right? Why Why you gotta put my computer out there? Yeah, I did. <laughs> I'm just yeah. saying. I'm I'm in the boat. Like, so I'm just telling y'all now. If there are any technical difficulties, I'm on the computer, but I, I ordered another computer. It's on its way, and uh, I can't even type. I'm just being honest. This is we, we keep it real here. You know, the computer is jacked. You know what I'm saying, but I didn't want to um, postpone the show. I wanted to do it, so we're gonna do it. But I can't type anything, but it, it is functional. So the switchboard is working. Hopefully, everyone can hear everything all good. So we're gonna see how it goes this evening. But I'm excited about tonight's show because it's one of those shows that um, you know is is much needed. You don't hear a lot about. You hear about this topic, but you don't hear like you know what I mean how to avoid it. You know the ins and outs of what we as men are experiencing in regards to this topic. So we're gonna we're gonna get into it. Let's go ahead and uh, introduce my panel this evening. Um, first, and uh, got my man Lewis here. Lewis is with me. Lewis, what's going on with you? Hey, Dayton. Thank you for inviting me back. Look forward to getting into this. Let's thank my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for helping me to see another Tuesday. I think this is a very interesting topic because we see all these these men coming out of the closet, and I just think it's good for uh, ladies to just get some information uh, because you know we I know that you know we try to encourage ladies to uh, save sex for their husbands, but we know unfortunately there are some ladies out there who still want to have sex, and you know with these with these men on the down low out here, you know it's potentially dangerous with STDs even for wives. Um, so hopefully, you know, ladies can can learn some information tonight. So the only time that 
their man that's coming out of the closet is to break out that new evening dress for him to take him out to dinner and show him night on town. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Without a question, man. It's it's unfortunate because, like you said, Lewis, man, there are a lot of men out here who are who are lying. And I'll tell y'all something, man. For me, there's not a lot of. I mean, obviously, I don't support homosexuality. You know what I mean. But at the same time, you know, if that's at least if you're honest, like that's between you and God. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's your decision. That's something that affects you and how you will spend eternity. So that's not my place to judge that. I can speak out against the sin of homosexuality. And we, you know, real quick, let me just put this out there. If anybody is, you know, a newer listener and you missed my three-hour special specifically, because we're t- tonight is focused more so on the DL epidemic, but it, we did a whole three-hour show, one of my favorite episodes ever on uh, homosexuality and how God feels about it. So if you Google that, and I know somebody will probably post it in the group for me, check that out if you if you missed it because you don't want to listen to this show um, and and not have heard that show because that really um, it just it epitomized really what this whole this whole show this whole movement my whole views about being a Christian being a man of God you know that whole thing. Uh, relationship advice, everything was was tied up into that show on specifically how God feels about homosexuality. So definitely check that out if you uh, if you missed it. Uh, Marv is here in the barbershop tonight. Marv, what's going on with you? Hey, good evening, brother Dadon. Thanks for having me back on the show once again. Hello, the shampoo girl, Courtney, and brother brother Lewis and James. I'm not old head Steve is on, but uh, hello to everybody. Nice to be back. There you go, Marv. That's what it is, man. You just you just coined the new term, man. That's it. I was trying to think of something creative, but that's it. Courtney's the new shampoo. Courtney, are you cool with that shampoo girl? Yeah, I've always claimed that title. Yes. Oh, that's what it is, then. All right, cool. So we got the, the you know the barbershop, the men of the barbershop, the shampoo girl. You guys are out there being flies on the wall, so to speak. Cause, you know, and I tell you guys this every week. This is an opportunity for you just to hear what goes on in the barbershops, what these conversations are actually like that, you know, you walk in there with your son, everybody shuts up, or the conversation shifts dramatically. You might think you know what's being said, but trust me, you don't know what's being said. You know what they want you to hear, or what they, you know what I'm saying? So that's what we're going to get into tonight. I want to uh, do, do a couple of things uh, this evening. Like I said earlier, today was, or yesterday was Memorial Day. And I put some advice out there, and I, this is just for the ladies listening. I want to, you know, the fellas to weigh in on this. But ladies, <laughs> I got to be honest with you. If your man, okay, and I'm using that term loosely, if your man is nowhere to be found every single holiday, I'm talking about Memorial Day, Christmas, Thanksgiving, you know, Labor Day, whatever holiday it is, okay, like those are like the the cookouts the big-time family dinners, I'm just being honest. If if he's not around, I don't care what excuse he's got. I mean, unless this dude is, like, over in Afghanistan somewhere, Iraq, out of the country, out of the city, like, you know he's at work, working the double. Like, I'm just being honest with you. He's, he's not your man. He's cheating on you. He does not want to be with you. He's stringing you along. I don't care what arrangement you have. I don't care what he tells you to make you think it's okay. All right, when a man loves his woman, he is going to be with his woman. If you're by yourself on holidays and with family and just family and he's, you know, somewhere else without you, 
it's it's not that's it's just not what you think it is. I can promise you that. Lewis, any thoughts on that, man? Is that something you can co-sign? Oh, 100%. I'm telling you, when my time comes and I meet that special person, you better know it that, you know, we're going to be spending the holidays. I mean, I might be with her and her family barbecuing, and we might leave there, go visit my, my family on, on holidays, Christmas. I mean, just it, it, I'm, that's excellent advice right there. She's just left out in the cold on those days that, He's definitely not feeling it. I don't know what she's think, thinking, but he's not feeling it. Absolutely not. Yeah, it's just, it's not right. It's not what you think it is because, and it's not, I think a lot of women have the the, the, the wrong way of looking at it. They think, well, well, I'm going with my family and I'm going to invite him over and, and hopefully I can get him to come with me. And that's, I mean, yeah, and sometimes that will be the case, okay, you know what I mean? But more so what it is when a man loves his woman, you guys have to understand, my wife didn't have to twist my arm to to meet my mom and to meet my father and to meet my sister and my whole family and to come to the house for family dinner. These are things that men want to do. Not only do we want to introduce you, we are passionate about spending those those days with you. Okay, those those holidays with you, that, that family time, the cookouts, the family dinners, opening up presents, exchanging gifts, things like that. Those are things that we all that we love to do. So if he if he if he's not doing it or even if you feel that tension, like you have to beg him or nag him or argue with him because he's not, he just doesn't want you. He just doesn't want to be with you. It's just as simple as that. So you're wasting your time. So just, just keep that, you know, take that advice, and, you know, and, and he might be with somebody else on the DL, which we'll talk about a little bit later on. That might be a whole other thing going on. But if nothing else, he just isn't that into you, and, and you would be wise to keep it moving. Mark, how do you feel about that advice? Yeah, I agree 100%, man. Uh, true love is, is effortless. That's just the bottom line. You know, nothing should feel forced. Nothing should feel um, that it's just going against nature. I mean, it is it just it is what it is. Like, you, you should not feel, have to feel like, you know, you're, you're second place to anybody when you're in a relationship with someone. Uh, like you said, the man will be passionate to want to show you off in front of his friends and family. Uh, I mean, you know, it's just all about consistency. It's all about genuineness in, a, in an individual. You know, that that's the best way for a woman to determine if this man is, is down, if this man is truly in love with her. If you notice any slight inconsistencies, I mean, that's just a sign that you need to, you know, keep it moving. Unfortunately, women like to force things that are that are not there um, and then make up things in their mind to rationalize reasons to stay in a um, a, a situation like that. So, um, the man, the man knows that the woman isn't going anywhere if she continues to entertain that nonsense, and he's going to continue to play her until she either gets tired of it or he gets tired of her. So that's just the bottom line. We just need to be cognizant of um, these inconsistencies that men that men display in relationships. I like what you I like what you said. You said that he, until she gets tired of it or he gets tired of her, and and it, it's one of the two. It's only going to be one of the two. It, those those situations where there are the inconsistencies, where things don't add up, it, you know, it never works out. It never gets better. And ironically, that's the reason why so many women stay because they're holding out that hope that things will get better. But no, things never get better. In fact, they only get worse, which is where you have the the casual sex 
the being strung along, and, and which really leads us into, um, you know, what we're going to be talking about a little bit later on is that whole uh, HIV epidemic. Because a lot of people, and I'll tell you all right now, you know, and we mentioned last week, you know, we, we did a special on uh, black women and HIV and how HIV has affected the black community. And a lot of people think that what we're talking about tonight, this whole DL epidemic, is the reason for the the fact that, I mean, these statistics being out the, off the wall, you know, with HIV, and, and it's not from DL men. Black women are not getting HIV from men on the DL, or, or you know, in, in alarming at alarming rates in these crazy numbers. These are facts. You know, people are getting HIV. Black women are getting HIV from casual heterosexual relationships. It's not husbands giving it to to their wives. You know what I'm saying? Because most women aren't even married to begin with. So, you know, that's not where most of these numbers are coming from. It's mainly, you know, you having sex with somebody who's having sex with somebody else. Now, now maybe that is with a man, but usually it's more so just, you know, men being dogs, you know what I'm saying, and, and having sex, and you guys letting these dudes smash it raw. And that's what we've got to uh, talk about. But if you missed that show, definitely check out uh, my special on black women and HIV, where we were joined by uh, Dr. Achille DeBrady, who's one of the leading physicians here in the Philadelphia area, who was here to provide some some actual expert uh, statistics. Um, so de- definitely uh, one of the all-time uh, most informative shows that I've ever done uh, here. James is also with us here in the barbershop. James, man, what's going on with you? Hey, y'all, man. Pleasure to be here, Lewis, Marv. Man, I'm glad to be here tonight. Got a great uh, conversation going on and a great topic uh, look forward to getting into the show. Absolutely, man. So, um, it's uh, good to have you here. I'm, I'm excited about uh, tonight's show for a, for a number of reasons. It, actually, you know what, James? And I'm, I'm a because I do want to talk. I want to spend a lot of time talking about what, really what we're here to talk about tonight. But there's so many other topics, and you know, it's not often that we get the. You know, it's not every week that we have the fellas here. So I always want to utilize them when uh, you know when I have them here. And uh, we got a pretty big audience tonight. I can almost guarantee this will be one of my highest-rated shows just because of the topic. So I just want to, you know, I want to touch on some things that you guys were, have uh, expressed interest on. As I mentioned, we went live for Advice Mondays where we just talk about everything you guys want to talk about. But I posed, as I often do, I posed a um, a, a situational question over in the Friends of the Dayton Tolbert Show group, um, and I wanted to um, discuss it briefly and. It's interesting that many women, unfortunately, they fail many, you know, these tests that I throw out there. You know, these are what's called emotional availability tests, okay? And I, and I do them from time to time, and I did one yesterday. And what it was was I said, ladies, if you got a call from your ex, you're just chilling, all right, watching TV, listening to the Daydown Tolbert show right now, 919, you know, whatever time it is, you get a, a text or you get a phone call from an ex, you know, from your past. What would you do? How would you handle that? You know, Courtney, I got you here. When you, you know, obviously, you, you know, you've been through this whole thing. You obviously know the correct answer, the correct way to handle the situation that will lead to, you know, you being viewed in, in a favorable way. Um, anything be, so don't give away the answer because I want to let the fellas weigh in and see exactly how they would feel about that. Um, but as a woman, the responses that you saw, any anything you wanted to add to it? 
Um, It's just amazing just based on uh, the responses, Um, you know, how many women just really, including myself at one point, aren't aware at, you know, how men think. You know, I think a lot of times we think that we're doing the right thing, um, but, but we're not. We're not, and so because um, I saw a lot of the answers were pretty much the same, and a lot of women were like, "Yeah, girl, that's right. That's that's what you're supposed to do," and it that wasn't it at all. So that's what I think about it. Yeah, let me let me do this. I want to I want to let the fellas weigh in on this real quick, and and this is how I'm gonna phrase it to the fellas. Fellas, like let's say, like let me put it like this: if you were interested in a woman, and you were like really feeling her, and you were considering pursuing a, a relationship with this young woman, moving, you know, viewing her in a serious manner. Because I'll be honest, most of the women on the thread, and this isn't the first time I've asked this question. So last night, as well as many times over the years, the vast majority of women said they would ignore it. And so, fellas, if you're dealing with a woman that you're interested in and she gets a call from an ex, whether you're there or not, in the moment, she chooses to ignore that. Lewis, how would you feel about her? How would, like what would you want her to do, and how would you feel if she chose to ignore it? Uh, I would want her to, to tell him to get lost, pretty much, because ignoring it, he's he's not going to stop there. He's going the problem's not going to go away. You know, he, he's just going to think it's a game. So I would expect her to tell him to get lost. I mean, because if we're trying to be honest and open. She shouldn't have a problem, you know, being upfront with me about the situation. You know, I wouldn't look at her in any kind of negative way if, if she got that call and we were sitting in a restaurant and she picked it up and, and you know, told him to get lost and then just explained to me the situation. I, I think just ignoring it, not problem's not going to go away. Right, yeah. It's a, so it, if, that, which is definitely a true statement. So how would that cause you to then view her if she chose to, if that's how she chose to handle it? She had an ex lingering, just kind of like calling every six months, every three weeks, every two months, whatever it is. How would that make you view her? Oh, yeah, that would be a flag. That would definitely be a flag. You know, if she's not closing that out and, and, and definitely trying to bring closure to that, that would be a flag if he's just buzzing around because that tells me that, that she is definitely not finished with that situation. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Marv, let's go to you, man. How would you handle it? How would you want her to handle this situation? And how would that cause you to view that young woman? Yeah, a situation like that, that would have to be addressed ASAP. Uh, You know, I have no tolerance for that type of nonsense. Um, You know, the reality is I would would love for, you know, a woman that I I would be interested in or dating to not have any previous experiences to the point where she's not even in that situation to begin with. But, you know, I'm realistic and I understand that women have passed and men have passed as well. So if the interest is mutual, if the interest is genuine, and it just so happens to be a situation where an ex gives her a call, I would I would expect her to deal with that. I mean, it's just point blank. I would expect her to deal with that, number one. And number two, I would expect her to let me know that he called, you know, it's all about keeping the communication open, being honest with each other. I mean, if, if I ever found out later, later on that he was pursuing her and she ignored him and she never told me, I mean, honestly, would I cut it off at that moment immediately, especially if we put in, you know, a couple months together. And I mean, that would be something that I would have to seriously consider. Uh, 
But she, but as Lewis said, that would definitely be a red flag. I would probably, you know, begin to lose interest. And I honestly, at this point in my life, you know, if if I felt like she was playing games and lingering, I definitely would keep it moving because, you know, in the past, if if I was in a similar situation and I was interested, but she was still playing games and holding on to other dudes, I probably would just hit it and then just never call her back and just chalk her up to the game. But presently, you know, if I was ever in a situation like that, it would be over with. No questions asked. Yeah, and that's 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 pretty much how I feel about it. I'm, I'll express a little bit more how I feel uh, in a second. Um, James, man, wh- wh- how would you feel about that? How would you respond? How would you subsequently view that young woman? Uh, 100% uh, co-signed with uh, Lewis and Mars. I, uh, you know, where I'm at in my life, I just don't have time for, you know, added drama. I don't have time to deal with a woman that's continuing to allow, uh, you know, uh, an ex-boyfriend, um, a whole lot of, you know, male friends into her life. It's just not something that I desire to be around. And so, you know, if I was in a situation where I was dealing with a lady like that and I found out that she was getting calls from her uh, ex, I don't care how long it's been since she's uh, been broken up with him. I don't care, you know, how crazy the guy is. I'm going to completely lose respect for her. And I'm going to, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm going to be assuming, always assuming that, you know, there's something going on there, you know. And so hope these ladies realize a lot of ladies think that it's cute to have, you know, to be getting attention from their ex. And they think that they use that as a way to, you know, make other men jealous. When in reality, you know, when they do that, when they use that type of uh, situation, it just makes men lose all respect for yeah, it's um, it, yeah, like you said, man. A lot of women they think it's cute. A lot of women they, you know, we talked a little bit last week about women trying to make men jealous, and you really can't make men jealous, ladies, in those types of situations. It's like if you feel the need to do that, that's a pretty clear sign that he's not feeling you anyway. He doesn't take, he's not taking you serious anyway. So it's just going to lead to most likely, as Marv said, depending on what stage he's in. He's probably just going to smash and then never call you again if he's in a later on stage, ready to settle down stage. You know, you know, like he's probably just not even going to be bothered at all. So just do yourselves a favor and, and hear what I'm saying. Most women on that thread said they would ignore it. And you just heard every single man here on this panel say that is the absolute wrong thing to do. I, I use the analogy in my counseling sessions and, you know, when I'm speak, doing public speaking and things like that, I say, you know, if, you're, if, you're, if you see a mouse, okay, you're not going to ignore that mouse. You're going to call the exterminator. You're going to buy some traps. You're going to clean your kitchen. You're going to mop the floor. You're going to do all types of things to prevent that mouse from coming back. You're going to make sure he doesn't come back. Not only that, you're going to kill the mouse and then make sure none of his buddies come back as, as well. So why would you just ignore an ex-boyfriend, and just magically hope that he stops calling. Just hope that he gets the hint. The hint. That's, I mean, what, that, that's, that's ludicrous. You know, and the reality, and just to be, you know, go a little bit deeper into it, the reality is most women still have feelings for that man. That's what their real deal is. They know that they don't want to be with him. They know they have issues with that man. But what happens is they they don't want to put that final nail in the coffin. They don't want to eliminate him because that's their little ace in the hole. That's their insurance policy in case things don't work out with this new guy or or if no one's around to to make sure that they are not totally alone. And, And holding on to those types of connections, ladies, will leave you single. 
It will cause you to be dogged. Men absolutely know when there are other men in the picture. I can promise you that. So do the right thing. Do yourselves a favor. Answer the phone. You know what I'm saying? Answer it. All you, it's not as hard as you think. Answer the phone. If he's blowing your phone up, if he's calling, don't text him back. Don't even cuss him out. Just answer the phone and say, look, do not call me anymore. And that's it. He's going to say, oh, come on, babe, why are you tripping? Why are you being like that? This one? Do not call me. You don't owe him an explanation. You don't got to have a 10-minute conversation. Just say, do not call me anymore. And, and if he calls back, tell him that you got to be consistent. That's the key to this is getting him to stop, is being consistent. So I, I just gave you all some very good information, ladies. You know what I'm saying? And, and if you, you know what I'm saying, if you find yourselves in that situation, make sure you handle it that way. Ignoring is the absolute worst thing you can do and will leave you single. I really want to drive that point home. All right. Let's uh let's let's talk about one more issue that actually James brought up and then we're gonna jump into we're actually making some really good time. We'll jump into um exactly how to recognize when a man is on the D. And I can't wait to hear the fellas stories about this. It's gonna be so eye opening for so many women. Um but James, you actually um you, you posted a, a situation in the group that I I wanted to discuss. And um it's a very it's very interesting. Um you, you and I'll just read it. You said, gentlemen, this was for the fellas, so we can't can't have a barbershop talk show and not discuss issues, you know, that were directed specific, specifically towards the fellas. And if you guys missed this whole thread, this is well over a hundred comments, a pretty big debate um over in the group, so check it out. Um uh so yeah, this is what was asked. You said, gentlemen, how would you feel or respond if you were handed the following note by a female acquaintance, coworker, or someone that is a potential love interest? Uh ladies, would you ever consider doing this uh if you met a guy that you were genuinely interested in? Uh your thoughts and, and here's the here's the letter. It says, Dear so and so. I would love to get to know you better. If you ever have the time, here's my telephone number to call. I'd love a 10-minute talk with you. And so this here's the thing. So ladies, you know, or or fellas, if you were handed a note that said that by a woman, how would you feel? How would you handle it? Turn on, turn off. Um and and ladies, you know, is that is that something you would be cool with? I want to I want to get the fellas Opinion on that, Lewis, man. We'll go right down the line. How would you feel about that if you got that note? You're coming from work, you get a little note, just boom. You know, she keeps it moving. You open it up and see, and you see that. What do you, what do you say? Well, it would, you know, I would be a little bit um, suspicious. I mean, I, I guess I would, I can say uh, certain that I would probably call her up, you know, just to see what where her mind is, because now I can kind of gauge if she's just looking for something, you know, just looking for something quick, not really looking for anything. But I would, it would, it would, I would be curious. I would probably call her up, but I would also kind of be a little cautious because, you know, I'm usually accustomed to, you know, just having normal conversation with someone, just general conversation, uh, just get trying to get a feel for them. And at that point, if I, if I really get a good vibe from her, then I'll ask her for her number. But for her to just hand me a note and say, you know, that she's interested, she wants to talk for 10 minutes or whatever, 
I I would be a little a little cautious about that. That wouldn't exactly be something that I would consider something I mean feel really good about, but I would probably call her up just to kind of get a vibe from her and see what's going on. Right. Okay. So so it wouldn't be a turn off is what you're saying. Oh, it it wouldn't it would be it would be a turn off. I wouldn't exactly be happy about that. I wouldn't feel good about it, but I would I would be curious. I mean, but I also got to remember that, you know, you don't know what kind of people you're dealing with out here and to call someone just off of a note like that and and get them exposed to your phone number could be a lot of problems. So, I mean, I guess it just would depend on, you know, what the situation was. If I if it's somebody I know and just kind of been talking to and then she does that, I might feel a little bit better about it than somebody that maybe spoke with briefly and they just hand a note to me. Got you, got you. Okay, all right. Interesting, interesting. Uh, Marv, what about you, man? You, you know, you. I, this is the type of story I, you know, I expect to get from you, man. You get, always keep the, the experiences, you know, shared in the group, which is great, man. Uh, what? How would you feel about this? What would you do? How would you handle it? Yeah, that's a that's a very interesting question uh, that James posted. Um, I wanted to ask him if if that was posted out of personal experiences because that's something that. I would normally do just to, you know, share stories and, and just to help others in similar situations. But the bottom line is uh, closed mouths don't get fed. Um, you know, a man, a man of means, a man who takes care of himself, a man who comes off, um, you know, uh, in elite status, uh, women are going to smile at them. Women are going to give them eye contact. Women are going to be pleasant towards them regardless. So my thing is, you know, I would want the woman to kind of, you know, go out, go out of your way and, and show me that, you know, show me that you're interested. Like the smiles and the pleasant attitudes, okay, that that opens the door. But if I'm not, you know, I, I'm not, I'm the type of guy. I don't really at this point in my life, I don't really pay attention to every female that comes across my way who gives me eye contact, smiles. Like honestly, you know. I'm looking for a wife, but I'm not really actively looking. Like if it if it happens, to God be the glory. But you know, for the most part, I, I might I might keep it moving. Like I'm just being honest with you because I just got so much other things that I'm I'm really focused on. So you know, if if I feel like approaching somebody, I will. If not, then I won't. Like it's not the end of the world. So if a woman sees me, she's interested. You know, I would I would like for you to kind of not go out of your way per se, but you know, be proactive. You know, I mean, look, I, the fact that you're doing that in itself is is is, is a sign of courage. You know, it, it takes a lot for you to do that, and I commend you for that. And you know, I will look at you a little differently as opposed to somebody who would rather be shy, bashful, and just keep it moving. Like I would have to see where your head is at. I would have to call you and just have a conversation with you, and then determine if you are the type of woman that I would give a second conversation to. So, um, but with that said, Dadon, there are some strong fives and sixes out here who will be proactive and approach a guy, and the guy is just not even feeling her at all. So I can understand why a woman would be hesitant in regards to this question. They may not want to feel rejected. But my thing is it's best to go out of your way and, and, and let, let a man know how you feel as opposed to not doing it and risk losing a potential mate. So it's up to the woman to decide, you know, are you brave enough? Do you, you know, are you willing to take that chance? You know, I mean, like, 
love is, is, is something that you have to kind of go out and step out of your comfort zone. I mean, men do it all the time. Women should be doing it the same as far as I'm concerned. So um, I would not be immediately turned off, you know, because she could still be, she could be a virtuous woman. She could be a she could be a hoe too. Like that's just up for me to determine after the initial conversation. But she would definitely stand out among the rest. Absolutely. Okay, and that's that last thing you just said is is probably the most important because it's like what we talk about here every single night. It's the whole foundation of this show is helping helping women understand how to do just that, how to stand out from the crowd. Many, most women out here do not feel the need to differentiate themselves from the hoes, the skeezers, the, the gold diggers, the selfish women. You know, and, and so unfortunately, the great women of the world, the virtuous women of the world, unfortunately often uh, get uh, lost in the, in, in the shuffle. And so it's it's important for you to, to to find new and creative ways to stand out, to show interest, and and then obviously yes, a man if he's interested in it as well will you know take it from from there. Which essentially we're actually gonna I was gonna do a whole show on this, but I, you know it's no time like the present, man. Who knows? You know the way the world is going, man. You know the world can end tomorrow. So we're gonna I'm gonna utilize the fellas, man. We're gonna talk about it right now, which we're doing because I I saw this post. And then I went ahead and, and created my own post just to kind of nip it in the bud and get straight to the down to the nitty gritty. I, I said, I said, ladies, if you saw a man you were interested in, would you approach him and introduce yourself, or would you just sit back and hope that he approached you? And so that's kind of like you know what I mean where we're going with this. But since I mean Marv pretty much explained exactly how he feels about it. You know, hopefully, you know, Lewis explained exactly. Uh, well, actually, I'm gonna go back to Lewis, but then, I, but I want to start off with James to just, you know, let's just cut to the chase, man. Like a lot of women, you know, they they want that, they want love in 2013, right? But they've got a 1940s mentality. They think that these men are still doing the things like that their these, our grandfathers did and, and their grandfathers did, and, and what they have to understand is that times have changed. Women have changed. Men have changed. Things are just not the same. It doesn't mean they're better. It doesn't mean that they're worse. It just means that they're different, and you have to evolve. You know, so sitting back, I mean, and expecting a man to do everything and chase you and pursue you, that's just not the, the world that we live in. That's not the society that we live in, and, and it's up to you ladies to differentiate yourself for those elite, uh, from those not-so-good women and, and for those elite men and Trust and believe they absolutely will take it from there if they are interested in you. But James, man, this—I mean, this was your question, your situation, man. What, what do you want to say about it? Um, to answer Mark's question, it was a true story. Uh, I got the note maybe about uh, not even a week ago, and uh, to be honest with you, I, I had already already knew the lady had some type of interest in me. I've talked to her several times. Um, she's a coworker. Um, She's in her late thirties, gorgeous lady. I, I would definitely give her probably a on a you know on a, on a scale of one to ten. She's a she's easily an eight. A very attractive lady. She's you know she's a Christian woman, and um, you know from the start I noticed that this lady was the type of woman that she was always asking me questions about myself, uh, asking me about my job, asking me some of the things I like to do, asking me about some of my goals, and so she showed an immediate interest from the beginning, but it wasn't. A desperate or a uh, It wasn't one of those uh, Conversations where she seemed like she was desperate She was just respectful, she was kind And she was open 
And so when I got the note from her, uh, you know, I was I was impressed. I'm not even going to lie, you know, because like Marv said earlier, men like myself, men like Marv, men like uh, Dayton, you know, we're used to getting smiles from women. We're used to having women, you know, uh, you know, make eye contact w- with us. You know, but a lot of women do that, you know. And so when a woman does something like write me a note or something like that or show interest in the way that this woman did, that definitely differentiated her from all the women that I see on a daily basis. And, uh, man, I'm telling you what, I was, I mean, I really was impressed. Now, now was she the woman, was she the type of woman that I was actually looking for? Uh, no, she wasn't. Um, did I, you know, did I actually deny or did I turn down her request for, you know, something more? I did, but obviously she saw something that she liked. She felt strongly about, you know, her feelings toward me. She knew what she wanted. And she came at me in a respectful but classy manner. And because she'd done that, I had the utmost respect for her. Well, James, let me ask you a question, man. I think it would be important to, uh, for the, or interesting and informative for the women to hear what made you. I mean, you said she's a Christian woman. She's, you said on a scale of one to ten, she's about an eight, which, which we as men know. And real quick, let me just say, if y'all missed our special on the definition of a dime. I promise you, you know, you absolutely don't want to not listen to that show because that really, you know, epitomized what all the fellas, you know, what we classify a dime. Marv referred to or referenced the, you know, if she's a strong five, strong six. You need to understand what these terms mean because some of you are strong fives and strong sixes thinking you're tens. I'm just being honest with you. Some of you are tens, you know, thinking that, you're like maybe, you know, five or six, and self-esteem issues are keeping you from viewing yourself in the best possible manner. So definitely make sure you, you tune into that show if you missed it. All shows are archived at com. But um, so just had to throw that out there. But, James, what was it about her that made you say, well, she wasn't the one? Well, there were two things. that I, Number one, she had she had been married before. And and number two, she had a child, and and so those two things right there. Even though she, you know, she seemed like she was a good woman based off the few conversations I had from her. There's just certain things that I'm looking for, uh, you know, in the woman that I want to marry, and and those were two of those things that I just really wasn't, uh, I just really did not desire in a mate. Um, she did differentiate herself with with the gesture, but um, like I said, I, I just believe God had something. He had something different for me. Uh, so, it was it the child, or was it the fact that she was married before you, you wouldn't deal with a woman who was married if if she wasn't I, a, a single mom? You know, that's not uh, that's not really my desire, man. I mean, I'm pretty sure there are plenty of you know, uh, I'm pretty sure there are some emotional available women out here that have uh, you know that have been married before. But you know, I, I desire to be with a woman that hasn't been married before. That's just uh, that's just a desire of mine. Hey, man, I can't knock you. You know what I mean? It is what it is, and I'm you know I can't say I uh, disagree with you. You know, m- me and my wife getting married and planning a wedding and just everything about that whole experience was just wonderful. It was like I, I mean it's funny you don't when people think about weddings they think of the the actual wedding and they think of the honeymoon. Well, we actually had fun planning the wedding. That was, it was actually a great time. Uh, you know, getting together with my 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 parents and. My parents are in law, and uh, and you know going out to see the venue, and you know picking out colors, going to see the flowers, going to check out that Rolls Royce, man. You know what I'm saying? It was just it was a good look. So um, 
you know, it is what it is, man. Uh, so I, I don't, I don't blame anyone who wants to experience that for the first time. Now, I'm not saying, and James isn't saying that, or any, I don't think anyone's saying that if you've been married, if you have a kid, you know, you can't find love because that's, you know, that's not for us to say. That's between you and God. But this is barbershop talk, and we are being honest about what we, you know, personally. Would uh would would like? Do we claim to speak for all men? No, absolutely not. That'd be crazy, you know what I mean. But we we speak for ourselves. That's that's what we bring to you guys, night in and night out. So um, it is what it is, man. So I wanted to let me go back to Lewis real quick. Cause I just want to make sure this is this is clear. Lewis, would you be opposed to a woman making the first move? You're out and about. Marv pretty much did a great job of explaining his views on it. He absolutely would want a woman to to say what's up, you know, not just smile, but actually approach him. And if he's interested, he would take it from there. That's that's clear. Um, Lewis, how are you okay with a woman approaching you, making the first move? Because a lot of women say, "Oh no, I'm shy. I don't want to do this." But how would you feel about that? Oh, absolutely, Dayton. I mean. I got James shared a little more information as to someone that um, he's been dealing with, and um, I like how Mar framed it, and I definitely um, can say absolutely that that would I would be impressed by um, a woman under those circumstances, um, just kind of setting herself apart, not just sitting back there, um, because like you all were saying, I mean, I can go to Walmart and have three or four women smile, and I'm not going to turn around and go chase them down the aisle. So when a woman, I mean, when a woman is bold enough to speak and smile and, and just, you know, set herself apart from everybody else, I'm definitely impressed with that. Absolutely. There it is, ladies. I I think it's clear. Hear what we're saying here. Some of y'all have. It's weird, man. When women try to think like men, or when they are talking about what they would do and what they wouldn't do, ninety-nine point nine percent of the time, it's the opposite of what we want you to do. It's like, yo, I don't know who wrote that book. Men are from Mars and women are from Venus or whatever. Like, that's really like how it is. Like, we are like on two different planets. That's how far away. That's why Steve Harvey. I mean, it's just ludicrous to even. Think you know, and try to make money, convince women that they can think like men. You guys don't even understand how we, re, even remotely, how we think. Most of you, to, but to say that you can actually think like us is ludicrous. But that's neither here nor there. But so I, you know, because if you look at the thread, go back to the thread. Most women say, "Well, no, nah, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't do that." You know, a young woman said it would come off as being masculine. That's crazy talk right there. Listen, every man, I didn't know. That's why I didn't want to say too much on the thread because I knew we were going to talk about. It, but listen. Ladies, that is every man's dream come true. I'll give you a quick analogy. Imagine if you are, you know, you got your SATs. Now, you're in college, and you have the, the, the final exam coming up. Now, you've studied for this exam. You've prepared for the exam, right? But the day before the exam, the teacher says, you know what? Put your books away. We're going to go ahead and do a little uh, study, a little uh, review for the, uh, for the exam. You know, and they actually break out the test you know, and actually ask you the exact questions that are going to be on the test and go over those answers. You are going to be the happiest camper in the room, okay? Everyone would, no one would have a problem with that. You have done your due diligence. You have studied. You have prepared. You actually know the answers, but you are getting a review. You are getting a cheat sheet almost 
for what's going to be on the test. Someone is helping you out. That's how we as men feel. Yes, we're going to be men. No, we're not who we're about to talk about in the next couple minutes, these DL men, these pansies, these losers. We're not. We have testicles. We have no problem going out and doing what we have to do as men, okay? And if we're interested, we will, we will do that with no problem. But if we see our future wife, you know, and she happens to see us before we see her, and she's as interested in us as we will ultimately be in them, the fact that she has made our job that much easier by removing any awkwardness or tension and letting us know, look, you absolutely have a green light to go ahead and talk to me. <laughs> that, that Listen, for for anyone who thinks that that's not a good idea, you're crazy. Like, it's the best idea. It's the best thing you could possibly do. You understand that there's nothing better than that if he's interested. Now, if he's not interested, then most likely, you know, he'll he'll let you know in his own way that he's not interested. I mean, which is fine. But, you know, no harm, no foul. You haven't lost anything. You know, a lot of women say, well, I don't want to put myself out there. Well, how do you think we deal with rejection? You know what I'm saying? And it's really about having that confidence because I'll tell you all something. When I, when I used to go out back in the day, I used to go out and get, you know, seven on a good night, seven, eight numbers in one night. You know, on a bad night, two or three numbers in one night. But and I'm talking about quality numbers. I'm talking about your, you know, your, your, your strong eights, nines. That's all I even approach, to be honest with you. So we're talking about nice, you know, quality women here. And uh, so my, my my point is I got rejected. Well, I shouldn't say, well, I got rejected. There, everyone wasn't interested in me. So if I got three numbers, I may have tried to talk to six women. You know, a couple of them had boyfriends. A couple of them just weren't interested. But at the end of the day, I still, you know, I still reached my goal. I've been in sales my whole life. My whole professional career, I've been in sales. Anyone who's in sales knows that it's it's the law of it's the, the numbers game. You know, if you want to get three sales for the day, you've got to talk to 20 people. You know what I mean? Ten of those people are actually going to listen to what you have to say and consider getting what you want. Three or four of those people are going to actually go ahead and get your product. But you've got to put in the work. You've got to talk to an abundance of people, especially if you're doing telemarketing or any type of sales. It's all about numbers. So what I'm saying to you, ladies, is if you get rejected, it's not a big deal. You keep it moving. And I'm not saying you have to go around talking to everybody, but I'm just saying if he's the one, if you have a specific interest in him, because see, what the problem is, is y'all are, you know, you will go after a house. You'll go after a car. You'll go after a promotion at your job. You'll go after that, that, that Louis Vuitton bag that goes on sale or Gucci or whatever it is that you want. You'll go after it if you see it. But when it's a, a man, which, which, which will ultimately make you happier than any of those things, all of a sudden you're shy. But when your job recruiter calls you in for the promotion, you, you're not shy then. You know what I'm saying, Marv? Is there anything else that you want to add uh, to that before we keep it moving? No, I mean, you're making some great points, man. I think the underlying characteristic of any woman who takes the initiative to approach a man is confidence. You know, if a woman is feels good about herself, if a woman values herself as wifey material, she should feel like in her in her in herself that you know that she's a good catch. And when she approaches a man, that man is going to see the same in, in her that she sees in herself. Now, if he rejects her, you know, she should feel she should not internalize that and actually look at the man and say, well, he clearly has some 
some issues that he needs to work on because obviously he doesn't see how great of a woman that I am. So this is the mindset that a woman has to have when she's out here um, approaching a man. You know, like you said, you don't have to approach every single man. That's that's just not realistic. Um, but there's only a, a rare few, you know, number of guys out here <clears throat> who are in a position to, um, you know, to, who are in, a, you know, an elite status, um, you know, who will make great husbands or whatever. So, you know, there's certain characteristics that a, that a man will display that a woman should pick up on. Um, and if they have that inability to pick up on that, they should continue to keep tuning in to your shows and read, you know, listening to your, your, your past podcasts just to see these qualities in a man because, you know, you don't want to just approach any random man just like men are, like I'm not going to approach any random woman. That's just not this is not the thing. I mean, as as I gain experience, I'm able to see, you know, certain qualities in a woman that I would be drawn to. So, you know, again, it's just all about confidence. You you have to know that you're a great woman, know that you're a great catch, and know that when you approach a guy, you standing out from the from the rest. You know that he will see those same qualities that you that you see in yourself, and there will ultimately be you know a great connection. Right. I mean, I'll tell y'all, I'm going to tell y'all two stories. I'm going to tell you a story about an ex-girlfriend of mine, and I'm going to tell you a story about my wife, okay? I was at, uh, Marv, you from Philly, I'm from Philly. There's a, and if you got, most of you guys are not from Philly, you listen across the country or wherever, um, there's a festival here in Philly uh, called the Odunde Festival, and it's down on you know, on downtown, well, South Street, the South Street area, like South Philadelphia area. It's a very popular festival, you know, vendors and, uh, you know, different performances, food, you know, bring your kids out there, families, whatever. What we did, you know, so all those things are there, but what me and the fellas did, me, we rolled down to like five, six deep, right, you know, uh, caught the train down because it was crowded. We went down there with the cell phones. Back in the day, we went down there with the notepads before cell phones were even out, and I'm not that old, you know, I'm 35 years old, but, you know, when I was, like, early, you know, late high school and, you know, college, it was like cell phones weren't really out all like that, you know, not too many people have, so we went down there with the notepads. So when I was down there, we were, uh, you know, just specifically down there to get numbers, basically. That's it, just just to meet women, point blank. And so we were down there with the sole purpose of meeting women, and it was like, I mean, it was just like an abundance of women. It was like just crazy. It was like, Mar, real quick, Mark, what you know about Odunde, man? You ever go down there to get numbers? <laughs> yeah, that's the uh, the African festival, right? It usually attracts thousands and thousands of people. Uh, absolutely, yeah, definitely remember that. Now, I, look, I didn't have the cell phone, but I will pull that pager out. I'm giving out pager numbers. I wasn't giving out the cell number. There you go. Okay, that's how it is. Yeah, man. I mean, literally, it was like, man, just crazy. And it wasn't like that the the freak Nick or like the Greek picnic type of women down there. Oh, the Odunde festival was just like the, you know, I want to say like the real women, like the quality women. You know what I mean? Like the women who just wanted to go down there and observe the culture. I mean, just man, good times back in the day. So long story short. That's what we were there. There were so many women. And this is you'll see where I'm going with this, ladies. For anyone who felt like approaching a, a, a man in that situation would not be a good idea or would have second thoughts about doing it, I'll tell you exactly how it can be done because it happened to me. And it would be done in a very nice, pleasant, respectable, sexy, classy way, um, which will really have a good result. And, again, I'm telling you a story about my one of seven of my ex-girlfriends, which is, you know, seven is – we're talking about – I've dealt with a lot of women, so seven is not a lot. Trust me, over over thirty five years of life, uh, but it was, and this is um, how it went. 
We're down there, and this young woman, I saw her walking. I saw her a couple times throughout the day. She was with this, uh, with a dude. So I just, you know, assumed that, you know, that was her boyfriend or whatever. So, And I've told this story. I apologize if you've heard this. I've, this is probably maybe the tenth time I've told this story over the course of this show, um, you know, the six years of the show's been on there. But it's, a, it's always a good story and maybe more applicable tonight than ever. Um, but long story short, she was with a dude, so I said, okay, very attractive. And, but I saw her looking at me. I'm like, yo, why is this chick staring at me? Like, she was making eyes at me. Like, we were, she was stopped looking at some jewelry. I was looking at some jewelry. Actually, I wasn't looking at jewelry, but I was pretending to look at the jewelry because, you know, she was, I saw her looking at me. So I'm kind of like, you know what I mean, being discreet about it. And she's just looking up. And I wasn't going to say anything because, again, she's with this dude. And so I'm just like, I'm not going to be disrespectful. So uh, long story short, we, we made our way closer to each other. And she kind of came over to me, like right in my uh, vicinity, and was just like, "Oh, so you just gonna you just gonna stand there and look at me and not say nothing, you know what I'm saying? And just give me like this look, this smile." And I was like, "Oh, oh, you know, my bad, you know what I'm saying? I'm thinking that's your dude. I didn't want to be disrespectful." She was like, "Please, you know, that's she, that's my best friend. I've known him all my life. That's like my brother." And I was like, "Oh, all right, you know, oh, my bad, all right, cool." I said, "Oh, so." Oh, so you you were looking at me? So you were checking me out? She's like, you know, maybe a little bit, a little something. I was like, she's like, well, you checking me out? I said, yeah, I was checking you out. But so I said, so what's up? I mean, so long story. I mean, you know, we had a nice conversation, a really nice conversation. Hit it off, exchanged numbers. Uh, we're talking. I, mean, I, I asked her when it was a good time to call her. Uh, long story. Funny thing is. Me and the homies were supposed to go out to a club that night because, you know, the after parties for the festival is always on and popping. So we went out, but I ended up talking to her in the club, you know what I'm saying, for the uh, vast majority of the night. So And she went on to uh, become my girlfriend within uh, over the next couple of weeks. So, you know, that is a story that hopefully women will hear and say, wow, you know what I'm saying, uh, that's how it can go. You know, I'm not going to say it's going to turn out like that every time, but you see, and it wasn't, she wasn't extra. She didn't play herself. She didn't disrespect herself. She didn't come off in a masculine manner. She, it was actually the perfect interaction, the perfect way to do that. Lewis, man, if that happened to you, man, how would you respond? Would that be a, a view that's favorable in your eyes? Well, I like that. I think you may have, I think I may have heard it before, but it never, that story never gets old. I mean, I would, I, I like, how she did it. It wasn't too strong. Um, she just, she just pretty much is, is the best way I can explain it is the recognition of interest. She was just letting you know she was interested in the really playful and classy way. And if I had that experience, I would have responded just like you. I definitely would have got a number um, and see what happens. But I, I like that. I really do like how she did that. Absolutely, man. Uh, James, real quick, how about you? Is that how would you have felt about that that situation if it happened to you? Oh, man, I would have responded the same way you did, man. That's a fantastic example of a woman. Like Marv said, a woman is confident in herself. And, uh, ladies, when you're confident in yourself, then you won't be worried about the rejection, you know. Um, I remember Daydon saying something a long time ago, man, two things. Actually, um, one of the very first things that stuck in my head was uh, Daydon said, man, he said, the days of men chasing women are over. Those days are over, ladies. And so... um, what I recommend you all do is if, if you're in an emotionally unavailable state, if you know you got work to do, then, you, you know, you might want to chill out on any of the advice that we're talking about. But if you know you're in a position where uh, you're ready for love, then, ladies, just, just have your heart and mind open, you know, because 
anything can happen, you know. Absolutely, you never know, God. And let me just say one thing too. And we're going to, we're going to get into this whole DL epidemic, but um, I'll tell y'all something, man. You know, the Bible. Everyone, you know, specifically women, they they love to throw out that that scripture. Well, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. Yes, absolutely, that is the case. But one, you've got to be that good thing. You know, you definitely got to be that virtuous woman. That's the first thing. You know what I mean? The Bible also says, "Who can find a virtuous woman?" Meaning there aren't a lot out there. That's what, so keep that in mind. But also, being blessed with a man does not necessarily mean that you are going to have that man pursue you and he is going to approach you. You can be blessed with a job but get that job a number of different ways. Somebody might refer you to that job. Somebody may randomly find your resume. There are all types of ways you can get a job doesn't mean you're going to get the job the way you think you're going to get the job. doesn't mean you're going to get the husband the way you think you're going to get. You could do online dating. You could be do a, uh, some type of meet somebody in a club. You could meet somebody in a supermarket, meet somebody at church. I mean, there's so many different ways. So never limit yourself. Don't just assume a man is going to find you sitting there chilling and all of a sudden he's going to become your husband. No, it, it may be you are blessed because you choose to introduce yourself to that man. Love can happen a number of different ways. And I'll tell you a quick story about my wife, how I met her, and she'll tell you this. She likes to, you know, we go back and forth about how actually it happened, but I'll tell you how it act, you know, what really happened. You know, we met online, came across her profile on, on uh, MySpace, uh, sent her a message, a little little note, you know, nothing major. She responded back. We, we had some interaction online, and... um and so that was that. I said, well, look, you know, it was, it was nice talking to you. You know, I said, wow, you seem really cool. I said, why don't you give me a call sometime? Because, you know, me back in the day, I'm still, I was still in that, that, that coming out of that player stage. I, I, was, I was never pressed. You know, and I tell everybody, you know, I was never pressed. Like, that was never me at all. So I wouldn't even ask women for the number. I would just be like, well, look, you know, when you get some time, just hit me up. Give me a call sometime if you, you, know, if you want to talk. So I left my number. She never called me. She never called me. Now, I will admit that over the course of the next few weeks or whatever, we would have other interactions, other calls. And so I would be like, you know, just leave it, you know, leave my number again. Why don't you give me a call sometime? She never called. But we would still have conversations almost every day. So I think I may have said it maybe a third time. I may have just kind of threw out there, well, look, you know, when, you, when you're free, just hit me up sometime. And, um, you know, one day I get a call. She called me. And I had never, I never asked her for a number. And I certainly, so I obviously didn't call her. But she called me first. Now, a lot of women, you know, obviously based on that debate and, you know, just out in, in society, would never have done that. They would never have called. And unfortunately, you see a lot of women remain single because they lack that confidence to, to place that first call or make that initial approach. So you see how it worked out for us, you know. So don't stop being shy, ladies. Courtney, what's up with you, man? What do you, what do you think about these stories and, and hearing the fellas uh, weigh in on that debate? Um, I I love, you know, what you guys are saying, because um, I actually, I've personally done that. I've actually um, given a guy my number or, or, you know, wrote a note or something, you know, nice to him. But at the same time, I've also struggled um, with doing that um, after being rejected. Um, so I think that's why, or I know that's why I should say, a lot of women have problems approaching a man. It's that feeling 
of rejection and really just the, it's really low self-esteem because, you know, rejection shouldn't be a big deal. But I think a lot of women, as you guys stated previously, just internalize it and just think, okay, well, I must be ugly. I must be this. I must be that. And so that's why, you know, they don't approach men. Like it could be a guy that they're interested in and they'll just sit there and just not say anything and the guy will walk away and, you know, they miss that opportunity. Yeah, we we call that back in the day. Oh, I slept. I slept on her. You know, we, oh, I'm I'm sleeping right now. And and uh, I remember one time I said this is a funny story. And I know Marvel would be able to appreciate this. Is probably one of the funniest things. And I've never told this story on this show. One of the and it's funny. A good segue into what we're about to be talking about. It's funny even thinking about it. I'm in the club and I'm on the dance floor, right? And I, I had my eye on a on a young woman. And uh, and she was nice, very. I mean, bad, bad chick, you know, bad young, nice, beautiful young woman. And uh, I said, uh, I was taught, you know, and the fellas, you know how it is. You see somebody, but some night, some days you're feeling it. Other days, I was never shy, but I, in that moment, I just wasn't feeling it. I was like, I was kind of, I was in the process of sleeping on her, which is, you know, you see somebody, you just don't say nothing, anything to her, and you wish you had after the fact. I was like, man, I'm sleeping right now. He was like, yo, man, go ahead. You going to talk? You going to say something? You going to crack? I was like, oh, man. I said, I don't know. I'm going to see what's up. He's like, yo, man, go ahead. And so after about 10 minutes of, of plotting on her, I, I said to him, I, and I remember I said these specific words. I said, yo, I was talking to my homie Chuck. I was like, yo, Chuck, man. I said, you know what? Forget this. I'm going to stop being gay, and I'm just going to go ahead and rap. You know what I'm saying? I'm, actually, that's not even what I said. I, to be real with you, I said, I'm going to stop being a faggot, and I'm, let me just go ahead and talk to this chick. And and and, and, I was, and so as I was going over, this other young woman who was right behind her, she was like, what? She was like, you gay? What? Yeah, I guess she thought I was like on the DL. So it was just a, a funny story. Hilarious, actually. Marvin, you ever slept on a young woman, no man, that you were interested in? She thought she was gay, huh? She, she caught she, the end part of your, uh, of your sentence. Was like, oh, yeah, what? yeah. All she heard is, are you trying to call them my end right now? Like, what's going on? That's funny. <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, sleepers. You just gotta, you just gotta be in that moment. You just have to feel that moment. I think. Um, I mean, let me ask you. Did you, did you, were you looking for any type of like nonverbal, uh, like cues or like any any gestures to to you know? to give you that green light to introduce yourself or like, it, was it, it kind was, of random or it was one of those situations I'm gonna be honest with you man it, it was it was a crowded club so there was no way that she saw me she was her back was turned to me <laughs> you know what I mean I saw how she was dancing and but she was just chilling she was a very oh I can't say if she was classy or not but she was very attractive and I had my eye on her and but no, there was no opportunity for me to get any type of, you know, uh, indication that it'll be okay to talk. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So I mean, so I can explain, you know, you being hesitant or whatnot. Crowded rooms, definitely, you know, you you want to kind of fall back a little bit and just wait for that for that opportunity to to approach. But I mean, we've all been there. We've all been there. You know, I've I've uh, I've been questioning myself a few times when I was in the club, like, why haven't I approached this woman yet? Like, it's been twenty minutes, twenty five minutes. And I'm still over here, you know, sitting at the bar like a nut. Like, what is wrong with me? I need to just get up right now. But you just got to be in that in that mood. And uh, that happens to the best of us. So, but, I mean, at the end of the day, you still approach this. So that's what it's all about, having that confidence, yeah, you know, and just, you know, go for it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And, and like, and I'm, I'm, telling, I'm spending some time on this. I'm taking some time with this because it's important. Like I told you all, a night like that or any night – 
on any, on any given night, I could have gotten six, seven numbers and, and, and approached 14 different women to get those seven numbers with no problem, okay? But other nights, other days, you're just not feeling it. You just may not have that confidence or even the desire to, to put yourself out there like that. So I'm just saying on those nights, ladies, sometimes it's, it's a great thing for a woman to feel comfortable, you know, reaching out. So so that being said, let's let's jump into uh and we'll and I'll open up the phone lines. If you guys have any questions, comments, I see a call a couple calls on the line now. We're about to get into um this this whole epidemic about being on the DL. Okay, there's a lot of men out there. We actually have a question from a man on the DL. That's a oldie but goodie. This is actually uh you can find this in my in my second book. Ask Date On Sex Dating and Relationships Volume One, which I'm gonna be re releasing. This was released back in like oh seven, the year after the love we had came out uh for the first time. But uh check that out if you haven't already. But I'd like I said I'll be re releasing that uh as long as a couple other books in the next uh over the next several uh over the next year. Uh but so we this my point is this question is actually found in that book. But so it's an oldie uh but goodie, a classic question and um I gave some pretty good advice to this man. But we're going to give our own advice to this guy who is clearly conflicted about um, a situation that he has um, in regards to his DL lifestyle. Um, let's let's go ahead and I want to just kind of survey the fellas, though, man. Like what what experiences? Because we're going to talk about we're going to give some advice, but I just want to hear some some experiences, though, man. Lewis, have you um, experienced any uh, you know uh, propositions or? Advances from from these men who could be considered questionable. Well, I let's say I had a couple situations. Uh, one was a guy that I work with, you know, but he was I won't say he was on a DL because it was pretty obvious that um, that he was gay. But he would one time he tried to massage my shoulders and I wasn't having that, and and then he would make little comments like. Um, you know, if if you were if if you were gay, you know, I'd you'd make you my boyfriend. Just just little things like that that I didn't really care for. But the other experiences, and I think this guy probably was on the DL. Uh, he would never he didn't openly say anything about being gay. But I will tell you about experience I had. Uh, one of my uh, former coworkers, um, he was talking about us going, me and another guy I work with, and the other guy, I knew he was he was uh, straight, but he was talking about going to this club um, just for the music or whatever, and it turned out, and it, it was a, a, a gay club. You know, I didn't catch it at first, but then when I started noticing some things, I'm like, okay, this is this is definitely a, a, a gay club. And also just the way he dressed. I mean, he had his real tight Black pants on, his real tight, real form-fitting uh, shirt, you know. And, and like I said, he never come came out and said he was gay. But then, you know, this is some signs, like on Facebook. Uh, I had him as a Facebook friend, and I noticed that he had all these dudes always, you know, commenting on his pictures. And, you know, I really see a female. So, you know, I, that's a couple of my experiences I had with that, definitely. Yeah, we yeah, we're gonna talk a little bit more about those experiences or those you know similar experiences. I already have a, I got a couple of stories, man, that are gonna make y'all be like, whoa, man. It's let me just I want to just preface because I want to hear some of the other stories from the fellas, but you know, <laughs> listen, guys, we this stuff this stuff is not as uh, complicated as as we as society want to make it. 
All right. And you know, I I know back in the day, I come from you know, a different generation than than what we're living in today, man. Like it 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 is it's it's ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? I'm just going to be honest. I was actually talking to my homie. I was like, "Yo, man, dude, this that's I said that's gay." You know, he's gay. I said that's real gay. And you know, I, and I see that's just how I grew up. If back in the day, if you if it looked like a duck and it walked like a duck, it was a duck. I mean, and nowadays everybody wants to be so politically correct. Even one of my homies was like, "Yo, man, you better be careful about that." And I said, "I'm not being careful about that. He's gay. That's gay. That behavior is gay." Back in the day, you could you could pinpoint gay behavior. If somebody dressed a certain way, you say, "Okay, they're gay. They're clearly gay. They like men. They're dressing with tight jeans on." They got some tight clothes on. They're feminine. Okay, well then they're gay. And it was like it was obvious. It was common sense. It was a no-brainer. Now we live in a society where everything is questionable. You got to think about it. You've got to ask. Well, and, and like, well, is he gay? Or maybe that's just his sense of style. Or I mean, he's yeah. I know Kanye West is wearing a dress. Diddy is wearing a dress. But maybe they're just weird. Okay. Yeah, he kissed Birdman on the lips, but that's his dad. That's he causes. That's like a father. No, guys. Gay is still gay. All right. Just because society has changed, gayness has not changed. The same things that were gay 20 years ago are still gay today. All right. It's just that it's become more socially acceptable. And I'm sick of biting my. Well, actually, I've never bit my tongue, but I'm sick of people biting their tongue, walking on eggshells. Everybody's afraid to offend somebody because everybody's got a gay best. I don't care about anybody. It's it's gay is gay. I am more concerned about what God thinks, and God is not okay with all this gay crap, you know. And we're not we're, we're gonna talk. We will, you know. This is more so about the DL lifestyle, but it's important to set the record straight and just to put out there that gay is not okay. Okay, that's not. It's not. It's not. It's an abomination, in fact. And it's funny. Every woman out there has a problem with the DL lifestyle. You hear D? It's amazing. DL is the problem. Oh, he's on the DL. He's a liar. He's da 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 da. Uh, he's a he's a bastard. He's a dog scum of the earth because he's on the DL. But the moment he comes out the closet and is is honest with people about his gayness, then it's oh my goodness, it's okay. It's no big deal now because now he's honest. Now he's no longer living a lie. Let's celebrate this guy because he's now gay as opposed to being on the deal. It's ridiculous. How is being gay okay or being on the DL not okay but being gay is okay? It's all a sin. It's all an abomination. You're still gay. You're still, you know what I mean? You're still fruity. You understand? You're still having sex with a man. The Bible says man shall not lay with a man as man lays with a woman. That's not okay. So, so yes, we're going to talk about this whole DL epidemic and how horrible it is, but just as horrible as being on the DL is, is being gay. It's the same thing as under the same umbrella. I hope everybody gets that. And if I offend you, you can click right off this show right now. I don't. I, I could care less because this is this stuff needs to be said. And if I got to be the only straight man in America with the balls enough to say it, it's gay and it's not okay under any circumstances, then damn it, so be it. James, man, am I going too far, man? How do you feel about this whole thing? What experiences do you have? Hey, nah, man, you're 100% on point, man. I, <clears throat> I agree with you. It's absolutely ridiculous what's going on out here, man. 
Uh, you know, any any man that has slept with another man is not bisexual. There's no such thing as a bisexual man. He's gay. And so, um, you know, I, I just don't know what's, what's going on out here, man. Um, I actually had, I got several experiences, man, <clears throat> but I just had one experience this past Sunday when I was at church. Um, I had got there a few minutes late, and, um, you know, the ushers seated me maybe about three or four rows um, toward the front. Um, I sit beside a, a, a guy, you know, he, just, he was a Hispanic guy. He had a he had long, I think he had braids, long braids, and they were in like a ponytail, kind of like, a, you know, maybe something that Snoop Dogg wears where there's two ponytails hanging down. And um, the guy was, you know, the guy came in, he had on a, he had on a, you know, basketball shorts, and he had on a, you know, a T-shirt, had on a pair of Air Force Ones, you know, he was kind of thugged out, had tats, you know, he had the braids, he had the whole thug look going on, man, and so I sit beside him, you know, and I shook his hand, you know, just kind of, you know, just shook his hand as I sit down, and maybe 10 or 15 minutes into the sermon, man, this guy started, he started twisting his, he, he tilted his head to the side, and he started twisting his ponytails like he was a nine-year-old girl. And then he would, every once in a while, he would glance over at me while he was twisting his ponytails, man. And inside, man, I was, you know, something started bubbling up in my stomach, man, because I was thinking, this is absolutely disgusting. What kind of grown man is sitting here twisting his ponytails in the front of a church? And, you know, immediately, man, in my mind, I knew this dude was, this dude was, there's something trivial about this dude because any straight man out there would not be sitting in the middle of a church pew twisting his hair and, side, and giving a side eye to some dude next to him. And the crazy thing about it was, man, as soon as the service was over, man, there were so many women that were, so many single ladies. I know there were single attractive ladies that were coming up to this guy and shaking his hand and smiling. Man, and, and I know when a woman flirts, and there were so many women flirting with this guy, and all I could think to myself was, man, these ladies just don't know. Man, that's crazy. That's crazy. I, I see these situations ever same I've seen stuff like that, man. The the most muscular and thugged out and it's just like these dudes, a lot of them are gay and I don't know how much y'all know about prison life. But like listen, there's it's a whole nother world. You know, I had a really I have a good friend who used to be a correctional officer for, for you know, like five years and He's seen it all, you know what I'm saying? Drug dealers going in, getting turned out, you know, being raped, and you know, but also engaging in just, you know, gay behavior. I mean, it's that's just like very commonplace if you know anything about the prison system. Um, and a lot of these guys, they're going in there, these thugs, they're going to jail, they're coming out of jail, you know, with 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 bad habits, <clears throat> with homosexual habits. And then nobody is, you know, they think nobody's the wiser. And they're continuing that lifestyle on the outside. They're still dating. They're still, because in, in, in jail it's almost like, oh, you have sex with a man. It's like, oh, okay, that's that's whatever. You just, you, know, you did what you did. But then when you get out, it's not accepted like it is in prison. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like, all right, that's where the whole gay lifestyle comes into play. And, and just, I mean, so that's just one aspect of it, you know, one dynamic, the, the prison. But then, you know, even if you haven't, there's a whole heck of a lot of gay men out here who, who uh, men on the DL, who are, are not thugs, you know, but they just have no testicles. They have no balls. They have no confidence. And 
uh, encouraged to come out and be honest, be men and say, you know what, this is who I am. This is the lifestyle I chose to live. You know, yes, I'm gay, whatever. I mean, yeah, you're going to face certain criticism or whatever, but at least be honest with yourself. Be a man. If you're gay, you're gay. You know what I'm saying? And I have more respect for somebody who's at least honest with themselves and, and with others and say, hey, look, it is what it is. You got a problem with it, then, you know, whatever. <clears throat> and, and so, but these men are not doing that. They're hiding in the shadows. They're going out to these events, you know, giving men these stares, these long gazes, these weird smiles. They're flirting. I'm going to tell like, a couple of stories that I've seen. Grown men flirting with each other. It's disgusting. And a lot of women, you, you don't see it like that. You don't see what we see, but that's not right. That's not normal. That's not how straight men. These, you, you see, I see Marv. I see James. I see Lewis. There's no flirting. There's no, like, overly, like, all types of weird compliments. It's like it's gay. There's, like, gay behavior is so, so, so obvious. And it's, it's, I mean, we're doing this show about how to recognize a gay man, but I'm doing it to help you all see that it's not that hard to see. You know what I'm saying? There's certain things that you can look at and be like, yo, he's gay. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'll just be honest with you. you. No one will ever question my sexuality. No one will ever question Marv's sexuality, Lewis's sexuality, James's sexuality. When you're talking about real men, Christian men, men of God, there's no, there's no, you know what I'm saying? There's like no question. There's no suspicion. When you get people who are suspicious and you question their sexuality, like, well, could he be? Could he? Most likely they're gay. There's a reason why people think that. You know what I'm saying? I'm just telling y'all, man. It's Marv. What what are your thoughts, man? I know you've had some experience. You've shared many of them before. What what experience have you had with this whole DL lifestyle epidemic? Yeah, definitely an epidemic. Let me just first put out there that uh, this this part of the uh, of the um, podcast is part of the conversation and it's become very very repulsive. This is like a repulsive. Uh, portion of, of of the conversation tonight. Just talking about this, I mean, it's good to get it out there, but as straight men, it's just like, you know, it's a shame that we even have to address this, you know, um, but it is what it is. So hopefully for the sake of uh, education, we can enlighten these women out here. But if you live in Philly and you're a half-decent-looking guy, I mean, you're, you're going to get you're going to get that that gay vibe from from other men out here. It's just, it is just it is what it is. You really can't, you know, run from that. You can't really um, high from that. It's, it's just so. It's just so obvious. It's just so much in your face out here that you really have to go out of your way to 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 you know to portray yourself in a heterosexual manner. Like I I purposely don't. I don't. I mean I have nothing against homosexuals, but I don't have anyone who who I know is gay or have even like have like this this excessive feminine energy. Like I don't have people like that around me. I just I just refuse. Um, but I have definitely have a lot of stories. I mean, there's been a couple guys that you know, long time friends that I've I've known for years that I've recently just had to turn my back on, man, because the the feminine energy was just getting out of hand. Uh, you know, guys mad mad at you if you don't call them back. You know, like they they say, uh, you know, I, I had a stressful day. I just wanted to go out, you know, but you uh, you ain't call me back. You know, you know why why did you call me back? You know, leaving voicemail messages complaining that they haven't heard from you in a couple of weeks. I'm just like, man, it's it's really getting getting gay out here. Like it's it's really getting gay. Uh, so I mean, you know, there was a guy there was a guy uh, who I knew for a while, 
and um, we were having a debate about Kanye West and that black dress that he had on one of his uh, one of his tours. And uh, he, I, I put out there, um, he said something about how he wants to, he, he's inspired by Kanye's ambition and how he wants to emulate him, how he wants to, you know, be like him and have the same level of fame and success. And I was like, well, so do you, and I just asked him gentlemen, I was like, well, do you condone the fact that he wears dresses? And he got defensive. He got defensive. He went as far as to say that he was representing um, African, our African ancestry, talking about, um uh, you know, certain tribes who would wear dresses and things like that. And like, he was really trying to go out of his way to deny what was clear, clearly the truth, that Kanye was, you know, he was showing another side of him. Um, and it's just a shame that society is kind of defending these these guys who portray who portray themselves one way, but they clearly have signs that they have crossed that line. So I told him, just from a general perspective, I said, well, you know, I really don't, I really would feel uncomfortable if a man that I knew supported homosexuality was around my six-year-old son. I really would feel uncomfortable with that. So he took that personal. So he pretty much cursed me out, you know, told me I'm done with you, fam, you know, F you. Like, he really went out of his way, and all I could think about was, man, this guy is really acting like a female right now, number one. And then he cut me off over something that I felt was a valid statement because I, I would feel that, if he had a son, if he had a child, he I would hope that he would feel the same way, that he would want nothing but masculine energy around his son at all times. You know, since you know, since boys are so impressionable, they're like sponges. It's only right that I would want my son to be around real men and not men who are questionable. So I put that out there as a general a general statement. He took a personal cut me off and that right there just shows me that, you know, was he gay? I don't know, but a man with feminine energy like that's like that's like one step closer to just pretty much coming out the closet. Like when I see men with feminine energy, I look at them and be like, you might as well just come out the closet, homie, because like I can't relate to none of that. Being a heterosexual man that I am, I, all I know is how to be a man and have that masculine energy. So when I see anything that's 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 you know that's just out of the ordinary, anything else that looks other than being a man, I mean, I can only question your your sexual preference. That's just how I look at it. That that's how I am. That's how I always have been, man. If I see, like you said, man, if it looks like a duck and it walks like a duck, it's probably a duck. I mean, I, I can relate to that. I know men with that feminine energy, energy. Um, you know, oh, why aren't you calling me back? Why are you, you know, uh, dang, man, you, you, I called you like two days ago. What you been busy, man? Like, what? like yo, like I don't even respond. I don't even entertain it. And it, I'm not gonna put anybody's name out there, but that's. That's gay to me. Like acting like that—that's stuff like a female would do. And so there's that type of stuff. Man, listen, I, I got stories, man. I got stories upon stories upon stories. I'll tell y'all one story. I was down at the. Uh, this actually was last you know, a couple weeks ago. I was up at the YMCA, right? My, I'm signing my daughter up for uh, for some for some um, swimming classes. We're gonna start class, uh, swim classes for in uh, in late uh, June. So, you know, I'm sitting up there filling out the paperwork, and there was a dude working there, okay, and then there was a dude who, was who like, came up. I, obviously, he knew him. So I'm sitting up there filling out the form, and these dudes were literally, I mean, they were flirting with each other. It was, the, and ironically, it was, like, the most ridiculous thing that I've seen in my life between two men. It was the most uncomfortable, 
I wanted to get up and walk away or just take that form, the clipboard, and just go somewhere else because it was disgusting. Two grown men. One dude was like a huge dude, looked like he was a football player, a guy that worked there, and the other guy was a little smaller guy, just flirting with him, like, yo, like, what, what's up with you, man? What you what you been up to? He was like, yo, man, you, you need a haircut. He was like, oh, he was like, hey, for real? Yeah, you're right. He was like, yeah, man, what's up with you? He's like, where, where I got to I got to take you to the shop with me? He was like, come on, man, what you mean? Like, you know, you know, uh, I'm trying to be like you, man. You know what I'm saying? You, you keep it fresh. Like, just, like, crazy stuff, just going back and forth for, like, five, ten minutes. I can't even remember the whole comment. But, dude, it was, like, pointless. Ladies, you know how, like, you flirt with a man, you just have pointless conversations with, with you just making little stupid jokes, just like basically, I don't even know another word for it other than flirting. They were flirting with each other. Two grown-ass men just flirting with each other and in front of me, and they were like, I see them both like out the corner of their eye checking me out. And I'm like, let me just finish this, this paperwork so I can get the heck up out of here. These guys are disgusting. And one, the, the dude who, who came up to the counter, he had a freaking wedding ring on. And this was literally two weeks ago, man. I'm like, yo, absolutely disgusting. You know, I tell you, I mean, I see it all the time. I mean, guys going out of their way to to compliment you and um, being extra friendly just for no reason. You know what I'm saying? Just like extra. I mean, being friendly is cool, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, making ridiculous conversation that, that just is pointless is gay. Okay? These are signs. Ladies, listen up. If you see this type of behavior, understand this is not what real men do. Okay, that feminine energy, that 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 stuff that just you know is extra, is is a great example of, of gayness. Okay, now I mean, Marv mentioned um, actually you know the whole South Street area. You know that's that's a very popular hangout for for Philly uh, in in Philly. And back in the day, I used to go down there. We all used to go down to get numbers. You know, to chill, meet women, just relax, hang out, eat some pizza, whatever it was. I was down there with my wife, my homie, a couple other people, like re- like a couple months ago, and it, it was crazy. I mean, it was it was like freaking gay city. Like every everyone was gay, tight shirts, you know, permed out hair, tight jeans. I'm just looking like, I mean, this is where I used to hang out. Like, this was my old stomping grounds. Like, I used literally used to just hang out, and I, I can't even see how people do it nowadays. I mean, this is Philly. This is like a major city. And, like, the, the main hangout spot in Philly has been infected with with gayness and, and just men on the DL. It, it's ridiculous. Mar, have you, have you been down to South Street lately to see what, how it's, what it's become? Yeah, man, it's it's a it's a it's a homosexual infestation out here, man. It's like it's like a plague, man. Like 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 those zombie movies that you bite somebody and they turn into one, they bite another one, and as soon as you know, the whole community is drooling at the mouths and 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 got the red in their eyes on on some zombie stuff. It's the same thing with this homosexual movement out here, man. It's just like at one point it was like one or two guys who you knew was gay, they played their part. There was really no question about it, no second guessing. Now it's, it went from two to like two million. It's just, it's just so, it's just become such a, such a uh, accepting lifestyle out here in, in the city of Philly and, and obviously in other places. I've traveled around the world, so I've seen this type of lifestyle in other cities. 
you know, you have your Atlantas, you have your San Francisco's, you know, a lot of the, the major urban metropolitan areas are infested with this homosexual movement. And, I mean, we can we can really attack this issue on so many levels just as far as, um, you know, my belief that um, it's being pushed within our black communities to ex- to ultimately extinct, lower the population and extinct our people as a whole. Um, that's just how I feel, you know, from a personal perspective. Um because no other no other group of people do you see it being so glamorized and celebrated than than among our own. So it's just something that I, I something that I've been recognizing, something that I've been noticing um, out here. I mean, you know, you look at children's books now have gay characters. Um, you know, it's just becoming so accepting, and they're and they're, and they're starting to um, push that at a young age. You know, at a at an age where children are so impressionable, and you know, you you, you teach a child something at the age of four or five, by the time he gets 15, 16, he's going to think that's the norm. He's not really going to second-guess that. I didn't I didn't experience that at three or four. I was taught that men belong with women, women go with men. That's just what it was. There was really no, you know, no alternative in that. So um, I don't know. I just think that uh, this, this, this is really – this is really the fault of just broken households, man, and, and and these single mothers raising these boys with so much feminine energy and no and no balance, you know, between the masculine and the feminine energy. So I mean, it's it's a deep issue. We can go on and on about that. Yeah, and it's actually that's actually the next direction that I wanted to go with this conversation is is really what is the origin? <clears throat> because here's the thing, and I want to you know let the fellas weigh in on this because I know you know each of us has talked about this in. Uh, in other contexts, but specifically in regards to parenting um, and, and, you know, specifically the absence of men in the household. We did a whole classic show a couple uh, about a year ago or two on uh, the absence of strong black men in the church. Well, what we're also seeing is the absence of strong black men in the household. And so, I mean, you really have to look at I mean, it's very, it's actually obvious. It makes perfect sense. I mean, when you're seeing more and more and more men being raised by women i mean is it really any any surprise that they're growing up to be feminine you know and, and lacking masculinity i mean is that is that really hard to uh, understand for me it's like it's obvious it's not rocket science you know i mean more and more men we're seeing more and more broken households okay moms becoming grandmoms you know, and and these grandfathers are not around a lot of times. They're, they they left, or they're in jail, or they're dead, or whatever. They're just not around. So now you have their daughters, who were raised by single moms with the absence of a father. Those young women are now having boys. They are raising their son. And I'm not. This isn't a jab at single moms. I mean, many single moms do is the best that they can do, and are actually great moms. But one thing a single mom can never do is be a father. Okay, you can't you can't do that. A, a woman cannot raise a boy to become a man, or teach a man. I should say teach a boy how to be a man. She can raise him in the best way that she can, but it's not going to be the same as having a father. See, I was fortunate enough to have two brothers, three brothers. A father, a grandfather, you know what I'm saying? Many people in our extended family, you know, uh, positive men who at any given time could grip me up by the ear and say, don't you ever do that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm seeing these kids. My grandfathers, we would be walking around 
seeing boys with their pants sagging. He would say, don't you ever. He would pop me upside my head just because he saw them doing it and say, don't you ever walk with your, your pants down. Don't you ever let me see or hear about you with your pants down like that. That's what I heard as a little boy. You understand? See, see, and so that's what these boys, these kids need. They need men, you know, to teach them how to tie a tie, to teach them how to button up a suit jacket. You see these these boys walking around, these grown men walking around with all the buttons buttoned up on their suit jackets, and no one ever taught them, yo, you don't button all the buttons. The bottom button, no matter how many buttons it has, always you leave the bottom button undone. You can always tell these boys who were not broke, or these men who grew up without a father, to tell them how to be men. We talk about is chivalry dead? Well, a lot of these men never were taught chivalry. See, I was taught chivalry. I was taught what to do, what not to do. You know, never go into any room and, or sit in any restaurant or anything with your back to the door. You know what I'm saying? You know, you always walk, you know, on the outside of the street, you know, to protect the woman. You know, there's so many, you know, you always, you know, give a man a firm uh, handshake, look him in the eye. You know, you mind your business in certain situations. You know, you don't look at when you see a fight, you keep it moving. Certain things, you know, that, that men need to know out here how to survive in the world. You understand? Like, and a lot of these kids, they just don't have that information. So as a result, they're joining gangs. They're turning to a life of crime. You know, they're, they're turning gay. You know, and so it's, it's unfortunate. They're getting guns. They're getting guns because they don't know how to walk away from situations. They weren't taught how to interact with men. I go into the hood right now and feel totally comfortable. Why? Not because I'm a thug, not because I have guns. It has nothing to do with that. It's just because I know how to interact with men. You know what I'm saying? These kids don't know how to interact with men. So when they encounter men, they feel threatened by men. So that's when next thing you know, somebody says something, they're shot. Well, because they, they don't know how to, you know, they don't know how to be men. They don't know, even know how to fight. You know what I'm saying? They don't know how to walk away from a fight. And, and these are all things that are taught by men. And no no disrespect to the ladies, but you can't teach these types of things to men because nobody was there to teach you. And, you know, the fact of the matter is you're not men. Lewis, anything you can relate to that I'm that I'm, I'm speaking about? Oh, yeah, absolutely, Dana. I'll give you a couple examples. Definitely on the handshake. I remember my dad teaching me how to firm handshake. You know, definitely. I also remember when I was a real little child, you know, I was accustomed to kissing my mom. And I remember uh, my dad was laying down and I crawled up on his chest and I kissed him on the lip, lips and he said, no, 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 son, that's, you don't kiss me on the lips. And you know something, I can't remember how old I was. I know I was very young, but from, that stuck with me. <laughs> I mean, that that definitely stuck with me. So I agree with what you're saying. You know, it's an absence of uh, strong men, you know, just to teach their sons, you know, how to be real men. And, like, you know, we've I think everybody has, has pretty much made it clear that, you know, this is we're not saying we hate gay people. We hate that we hate that behavior. I mean, that behavior is, is sin. The behavior is wrong, and you know, we there needs to be fathers out there to teach their sons how to be real men. So I definitely agree with that. I mean, I, I definitely can 100% co-sign on that from my own experiences with my with my dad. 
Right, James, man, just being in the educational field, man, what are you seeing with these young men who clearly, you know, don't have or aren't being raised with, uh, you know, a, a positive masculine father figure in the household? You know what, Dada, man, I, uh, number one, I got to give you credit, man, because I was, I personally was raised by a single mother, and so everything that you're saying is 100% on point, man. There's just some things that only a man can teach a young boy. Um, there's only certain, there's only some things that a man, only a man can teach a young boy. You know, certain behaviors, certain attitudes, that certain toughness, the street smarts that comes from being around and being mentored by men. And so, as a teacher, man, I have seen I've had young men that have come into uh, have snuck into school with their mom's high heel shoes and their book bag, get into the school and they're walking around in white heels, walking around in dresses. Uh, have young boys being caught in the bathroom, messing around with each other. Uh, a lot of feminine energy, like I like that term that Mark uses. There's a lot of feminine, feminine energy in our young children, and it's sad to see that you know the, the epidemic has reached our young people to the point where they're comfortable. They're comfortable with the fact that they're you know homosexuals. They're comfortable with the fact that you know uh, that they're soft and they're timid. They're comfortable with that, man, and that should not be the case. Right. It's funny. I have a um, my nephew, my sister. You know, obviously, I love my sister. She's a great mom. You know, what I mean, love my nephew. But I mean, he's at that age, and even earlier, I, I you know, I still bring him around the the men. I try to you know, I take him to the barber shops, and uh, you know, I take him to church sometimes with me. You know, and uh, just just try to introduce him and bring him around men because that's important. You know what I'm saying? Like he needs that that influence. You know, and, and more more kids need that that influence. So I would just encourage all men out there listening. If there's you know a kid in the neighborhood, or you see somebody in your family or extended family who you know doesn't have a father figure, you know, reach out to that 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 young boy, man. You know, uh, really, you know, mentor him. There's nothing wrong with that, man. You know, he these, these kids absolutely need. It, it does take a village, and um, they we it's just it's an epidemic. One of the things I wanted to talk about, uh, just some stuff that you guys may see, because we're talking a lot of these stories that we're sharing right now are more so personal experiences and things that you guys aren't really going to see. But some things that you can see, we we do a lot of, you know, we're all online. This show is online, okay? I mean, we're on Facebook. So, I mean, you get an opportunity to see some some a lot of men interacting with other men, men interacting with other women. And there's a lot of, as Marv would say, feminine energy out here. Okay, and I'm just gonna say I'm not even gonna. I mean, there's there's feminine energy, but then there are also a lot of men who are living life on the DL. They're gay men out here, acting like they're 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 heterosexual. Who am I talking about? And you guys know I say this all the time, and I will continue to say this, and I'll say it again right now for people who may not be familiar. The only men, okay, and I hope people are listening who who this applies to, because they need to hear this. The only men who go on the on pages of men, okay, or specifically into groups to debate with men are gay. That is a feminine trait. Please hear what I'm saying. And you see it all the time. You see it from time to time on my page. You see it in the friends group. You may probably see it in other groups. But like say Marv posts something, and then you see men coming out of the woodwork with the sole purpose of debating with Marv, or on my personal page, 
I'll post something, okay, advice to the women. And you see men coming out of the woodwork with the sole purpose of debating with me, not ignoring it, not even disagreeing with it, but just, but, but with the sole purpose of debating and arguing. Those men are absolutely gay. That is a that's a clear sign that these men are living life on the deal because straight men don't do that. What am I saying? I, I don't agree with everything that Marv says. I don't agree with everything that Lewis says. I don't agree with everything that James says. I may see somebody, just a random guy on my Facebook page. He could say something crazy. I don't I don't feel the need. Like, that's him. I don't need to debate with him. All these crazy debates, you never see me start them. You might see me finish them, but you'll never. You ever notice that, guys? Listen, really think about that. You never see me starting a debate with another man. You never see Marv starting a debate. He'll finish the debate. He'll get into it. I'll get into it. But it's always somebody coming to disagree with something that I've said. And these are very feminine traits. You know, I expect women to do. If I give advice to women, I expect women to say, oh, okay, well, you know, some women who may be emotionally unavailable or maybe it hit them in the gut a little bit. Too, oh, well, no, I don't like that. Or what about the men? Da, 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 da. But when you start seeing men doing the same things that women are doing, it's something. It's something wrong. So I'm. I'm telling y'all this because I want you guys to keep your eyes open. Don't just turn a blind eye. Really, listen to the show and, and observe. Like, what are these men doing? What? How are these debates getting started? How a lot of these 300 comment threads and you know different things. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of women. But look at the role that the men play. This is deep stuff. But James, you ever you, you see any of these these type of weird debates from men? <clears throat> You know what, man, I've been a part of the fans group for, I would say, man, I don't know how long you've had it up, but, you know, since the beginning, you had it maybe six or seven months. And it amazes me every time, man, there's some classic advice on that on that, that you give. There's some classic advice that many of the people give in that thread and on the in the group, man. And it never ceases to amaze me. There'll be one dude that'll pop up every once in a while and will start a huge debate. And at first it would seem like he's trying to maybe defend, you know, the women or that he's trying to defend what's being said when in reality, you know, everything is happening like you just said, the guys on the download, man. And and for men, we can spot that. We can spot that a mile away. I don't know if the ladies can or not, but, it, it, you know, there's no reason for another man to, one man to come with another man's thread and to completely just go off and try to discredit the information that he's given, especially when he's trying to help women. Yeah, it's it's a very feminine trait. It's something that only get. And I'm, I'm I'm focusing on this because we see it all the time. One time, and I'm not going to put his name out there. I should, but a guy from from college who is he did exactly what we're talking about, and he's actually gay. You know what I mean? Like he's an actual gay man. Like, and he came on there. You know, we went back and forth. He was just like that came out the blue, just onto my page. I've I. Listen, I mean, somebody should just punch me in the face if I ever do this. Y'all have permission. If y'all ever see me just blatantly going on some another man's page to question his thoughts, to question his opinions, I, that's his. I don't care what he thinks. I'm not. That's that's his views. Now, if we're in a forum, you know, like all right, we can interact. There's nothing wrong with that. But I'm not going to go to someone else's forum to question how that man feels. That is gay. 
That's as gay as it comes right there. Please understand that. You know, and I, I mean, see, I'll even, I'll keep stuff to myself because I know that that would be homosexual. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, and so I don't want to do that. Um, another thing, when men, and this isn't, this can be gay, uh, but a lot of times it's just more so a matter of disrespect, which we talked about a couple, uh, couple of shows ago. Just men interacting with a, uh, a woman, but not speaking to that man. That's that, that's very feminine to me. You know what am I talking about? You know I'm talking about, you know I'll be out with my wife, and somebody may know my wife, but but say what's up to her, maybe give her a hug, but not even acknowledge my presence. That's a that's a feminine trait right there, ladies and, and fellas. Listen, don't do that. If it's either gay, you know what I mean. Most, it's very feminine one way or the other, but if nothing else, it's disrespectful. You always acknowledge a man. You know, before you acknowledge that woman, if I meet, if I'm friends with Nakia, if and we talk, we debated about this, but if I, you know, if I meet her husband, I'm gonna shake her husband's hand before I even acknowledge Nakia, and I never met her husband, but I'm gonna shake that man's hand. Hey, what's going on, man? How you doing? And then I'm gonna give my friend Nakia a hug, because that's the respectful thing to do, and I'm not a homosexual, I'm not gay, and that to to not do that would be feminine. How you feel about that, Marv? Yeah, yeah. To not do that is, is feminine, but it, it happens a lot, and women need to be uh, cognizant and observant of that type of behavior in a man because that's a clue. Women are out here like, well, what are the signs of, of guys who are DL? Like that's that is definitely a sign right there. You know, a man who has these emotional outbursts, these temper tantrums. Or when they see a man and a woman, and they acknowledge the woman first before the man, like those are signs that women need to need to be aware of. Um, like I had a, a, a recent situation where um, I was at a I was at a work site and I was talking to this woman. She was very attractive, and you know I, I had no intentions. It was just general conversation, and a guy had approached us, and he immediately walked he walked past me and shook her like gave her a hug, and just started having conversation while I'm standing there and in my mind I wanted to snap his neck just out of disrespect alone. You know, but I played it cool. Definitely played it cool. You know, I just gave him a little head nod and and, and just kept it moving. But I, I lost so much respect for that guy. Even to this day when I see him at the work site, I, I just I just look at him. I don't even take him seriously. You know, so I mean it's just something something like that. You know, real real men recognize real men. Like I would never do that to another guy so when that's when that's done to me, I immediately lose respect for you. Right. I remember another situation that just pops up at me. <clears throat> this dude, <laughs> I was dealing with this young woman. This is I'm not even gonna say he was gay, but this was just a, a similar type of situation. Very feminine, very disrespectful. I was dealing with this young woman, and like we were just dealing with each other. It was like the, she was like my homie. That was my peoples. You know what I mean? I'm gonna leave it at that. But we weren't, like, together. We weren't, like, dating. That was just my homie. Very attractive young woman. Just, you know, if I had a cookout, she'd probably come over, whatever party. She'd come, bring her girlfriends, whatever like that. We were just cool. And uh, one of my, this dude I was also cool with, he basically approached her. Like, I don't know if he saw her out and about somewhere or whatever. But this is, like, you know, somebody I was cool with. Not, like, really super good friends with, but I was cool with him. You know, and he would be at a lot of these events where she would be, see her out and about, see us interacting with each other. And he took it upon himself 
to ask her for her number. And I'm like, yeah, and the funny thing is because we were cool, you know, she came back to me like, yo, you, you know so-and-so uh, tried to talk to me, right? I was like, oh, for real? I was like, oh, that's good. Like, wow, that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? And so that's that's just like another one of those examples of things that are not cool to do. You know, fellas, don't, if anything, you want to ask, like, yo, what's up with you and so-and-so? Like, are you, you know, you dealing with her? Then I can either say, no, I'm, you know, that's me. I'm chilling. I'm, I'm dealing with her. Or, yo, go ahead. That's all you. But don't just go ahead and do it, you know, not knowing what the situation is. That's 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 very feminine right there. Lewis, you ever had a situation like that? Somebody try to step on your toes? Uh, that's 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 just ridiculous, Dana. You know, I try to make it a point. Um, you know, even if I don't know the nature of the relationship, um, if I'm talking to a woman or if I know her, and there could be two or three other guys around uh, her, I make it a point, you know, to shake their hand, give them some doubt, to acknowledge them and acknowledge her because that's how it's supposed to be. But all, you know, like you all were saying, you know, just you know, step into her or, or or if I'm with someone and someone step into her and just making it a point not to acknowledge me, that's suspect behavior and it's disrespectful. Right. This is something else I want to talk about. We're going to approach this subject from uh, several different angles because there's a lot to it. There's a lot, um, a lot of different examples of things that contribute to femininity, you know, and and just being on the, you know, on the down low. I'll tell you now. Now, Marv, you 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 work out. <clears throat> excuse me. I work out. You know, we both go to uh, a gym. You know, here in Philly, LA Fitness, different locations. Um, but a lot of our experiences are the same, and I want to share some things with the ladies that you guys obviously aren't going to see because you're not men. But a lot from what I've seen, I see a lot of men walking around the locker room, butt naked, you know, and that's gay. I don't. That's just gay right there. I don't care who does. I mean, that's gay. If you if you do that, you're gay. Period. Point blank in the story. Nobody walks around a locker room full of men, butt naked like you're gay. Like I'm talking about dropping their towels or taking their clothes off by their locker, just walk into the shower butt naked. Or some will even have the towel in their hand but not covering themselves. Like, and that's gay. You know, I mean, they're showing off, uh, which is to me should be obvious. But then you'll have people like literally just, you know, working out, posing, looking around, staring, trying to make eye contact with you. And I just come in there. I got my headphones on. I'm looking down at the ground. I don't want to make eye contact with anybody. I'm looking straight ahead. I don't want to make eye because it's just like, you know, I'm about to build a gym in my house, man, just so I don't have to go to, you know, be around that foolishness because it's, it's really getting out of hand. And, Mark, I mean, any, any experiences that you w- would like to share just from your L.A. fitness uh, experiences? Yeah, it's getting out of hand, man. It's 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 really getting out of hand. Like I'm at a point now where I'll go out and I'll go and work out first thing in the morning, um, like around five. They open at five. I'm in there at five o two, man. I, I don't waste any time because, you know, a lot of a lot of gay men, a lot of undercover men, they use the gym as like a, um, a like um, an area or a territory where they are hunting. You know, they they're sizing other guys up. They're they're you know seeing if if, if the guy is down, if the guy is open. Like they're doing everything at the gym except working out, and it's it's, it's getting ridiculous. And um, I see it a lot, man. Like they have mirrors that are set up where the mirrors would kind of like pick up the whole wall, 
And as you're getting your, your, your set in and you put the dumbbells down, you know, you, you just happen to just lift your head up just to get, you know, just to get a breather or whatever. And by doing that, you, you, you happen to, to, you know, to catch the eye of another guy. And then you have this guy staring with his mouth open, just, just staring. Like he has the type of stare where you could tell he was staring at you for about three or four minutes. <laughs> like just, just homo glaze in his eyes, man. I'm just like, yo, like, 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 is, I'm, like, I'm thinking to myself, I'm, I'm thinking about, is there another LA fitness in the area that I could go to that's just less gay? Because it's just becoming so out of hand, man. And in the locker room, you hit the nail on the head, man. Guys, they walk around butt naked, just they, they, you know, they beefcake slinging all over the, all over the place. And I'm just like, are you serious? Like when I change, man, I don't want to get too deep. Like I'll go into the stall, man. I'll go into the stall. I'll, I'll tra- change my, you know, my my situation. I come back out, man. I keep it moving. Like, I don't even want to get undressed in the in the common area because you know you you have this thought in the back of your mind that somebody's looking, and it's not even about being homophobic or insecure. It's just a matter of respect. Like they, if if homosexuality is going to be truly accepted in the society, man, they really need to have separate bathrooms. Separate changing areas. I mean, if you wanna, if you wanna live that lifestyle, I don't think I don't feel that a heterosexual man and a homosexual man should share the same locker room, share the same bathroom. I'm sure people out there would disagree, but I could care less. That's just how I feel as a straight man. Like I don't want to have to change my 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 clothes and, and, and get undressed in front of other men who view men in a sexual manner. To me, that's just crazy. And I, you know, it's, somebody needs to put a change to that. You know. But I mean, it would be nice to have my own gym, man. Like at the end of the day, I'm I'm about to cancel my membership and just do push-ups all day because that's that's just what it is now. It's crazy. <laughs> it's funny that you said that because I just said the same exact thing uh, to my wife uh, not not too long ago, man. It, it's it's crazy out here, man. Sometimes some days I just don't even want to be want to be bothered. And um, uh, one of the things is, man, you know. Uh, you don't hear men talking about this stuff because it's become so socially unacceptable and so politically incorrect to address what we're all thinking. Nobody wants, I mean, think and be honest, nobody wants to see that. You know, this gym stuff, I mean, I'm, I go to the white uh, LA Fitness, and the funny thing is you don't see, I don't have these problems in the, in the white ones. You know, it's, it's I don't know what it is, but, you know, maybe they just know what's up or but the black ones, it's like that's where the the, the, the homosexuality is coming from. It's these these black establishments, the establishments where the, you know, the people are mostly black. It's where that's where these DL people are, man. And I'm, man, it's, it's getting crazy. I want to tell you a quick story. Interesting uh, story. So we were all sharing stories earlier. Um, I was uh, at Penn State, and I've told this story, you know, a lot. But some a lot of you may have not uh, have heard it. But I went. The school I went to was about two and a half hours from Penn State main campus, State College. So you know we would go down there for homecoming Greek weekend. I've told this story before, but so I'm down there with the with the frat or whatever. We're chilling, you know. Uh, had the Zeta suite, you know. We would just stay with them, room full of Zeta. Just they would lay out the the cot for us. We would just had the whole setup, chilling. So there's that. So we go to the party, and um, you know what I'm saying I run into one of my uh, old classmates from high school. So he was, you know, I was like, "Oh, what's up, man? What's going on with you?" He's like, "Oh, man. but he was different, you know. Hair was all curly now, long, you know, tight jeans, you know, just had that real feminine 
feminine look to him. They, you know, I didn't remember him having in, in high school. And so um, you know, he's like, yeah, we're just catching up. He's like, yo, what's up? What you been up to? He's like, yeah, who you here with? I'm like, I'm here with the frat, you know what I mean, just chilling, you know what I mean, just out here for uh, a homecoming or whatever. He's like, well, well yeah, man, where you, where you staying at? I was staying over at the Zetas, you know, over at the suite. And uh, he was like, okay, cool, man. Well, he was like, yo, well, you should, uh, you should come back, come over to the house after the party. I was like, oh, all right, cool. That's what's up, man. What you got, an uh, after party or something jumping off, like house party or something? What's going on? He was like, oh, nothing. Nothing's going on, but I was just saying you should come over. And I was like, whoa. I said, all right, well, look, man, yo, it was good seeing you. I'm going to holler at you, you know, another time. And so I just kind of cut the conversation short because at that, at that point it became abundantly clear that this dude was gay, you know, and this dude was proposition. I'm like, yo, who does that? Who, nobody, you don't invite a man over to your crib just to chill at 3, 4 o'clock in the morning when nothing is going on. I mean, that's just, you know, there's no reason for that. And I'm, I'm just saying, James, did I overreact? Or, I mean, what do, what do you make of that? Uh, not at all, man. That, that's, a, that's, a, that's a crazy, fishy situation right there. He just wanted, he just wants you to come over and chill with him at 3 o'clock in the morning. Uh, you know, there, you know, I can only imagine what this dude was, was thinking in his head, man. He probably was just trying to fill you out, man, and kind of see how you want to respond, you know, to his, uh, to his offer. Yeah, and that's that's actually what happens. You know, that's how it goes. No, you can't just walk up to someone and say, "Well, are you gay, or would you be open to having a gay experience?" I mean, no, no, it's you know, you feel them out, you say little things, they get you into that environment, that setting, and that's when you know they try to make a move, like like the dude, like Lewis said, the dude tried to give him a massage. Well, that's how it goes. You know, what I mean that that little look in the eye, they want to you know give you a little you know a nudge in the, in that direction, and they try. You know, what I'm saying. And, it, that's gay. It's clearly it, and ladies, these experiences are are real. You know, we see this stuff all the time. Another uh, good example of of being uh, gay is um, you know, in a lot of cases, overly masculine. You ever just meet somebody who is just super thugged out and super tough and just really too cool. You know what I mean? Like, just going above and beyond. Like, it was just extra. Like, I don't think, I think everyone can agree that us here on this panel, we're just regular guys. Like, nobody's overly masculine. We're not overly, you know, nobody's trying to be tough, a tough guy, some type of super thug. That, that's what these guys a lot of times are. When they, they're trying to overcompensate for their perceived uh, lack of manhood. So they feel as though they have to be overly, like, just men who curse every five minutes just for no reason. You know what I mean? F this, dropping F-bombs every five seconds. It's like, yo, whoa, like, relax, like, calm down. And, and they're, they're, you, can, you can tell that they're uncomfortable with their sexuality. I play basketball with a lot of these guys, and it's like they're just overly, overly masculine and trying to be, they're doing too much, so... That's when you know it's like, whoa, I, I've I've done some things or I've had some thoughts that make me uncomfortable. So let me try to go above and beyond to show these men that there's no possible gayness in me. When in reality, those are the ones that are actually gay. Lewis, man, you know what I'm talking about? No, I didn't. I didn't put two and two together at the time when I saw men displaying that behavior. But now that you mention it, that makes perfect sense. I mean. You know, you if you just a, a straight man, it's just going to be who he is. You know, you don't have to try to be this and try to be that and try to, you know, like you said, overcompensate for being a man. 
but it makes sense that someone that is gay would try to, you know, especially on the DL, they try to you just go go over above and beyond to make give people the impression that they're a man, kind of like that example James was talking about at church where the guy was all thugged out, but then he was still, you know, showing that he was showing his interest. So that definitely makes sense, definitely. Right, and another thing I just thought of, watch out for people who really have no relationship with God. Because I'm telling you, in today's society with this whole gay, there's the two things that are going on. The media and the government have worked together to push a gay agenda. Okay, Barack Obama's in on it. You know, he's been more passionate about gay rights and you know than any president in the history. I mean, this is the, this society that we live in today in 2013, and really the last several years. I mean, but more so like this year and then last year. I mean, we, we, this is unprecedented. You're seeing a, a huge gay push, uh, you know, but it's deeper than that because what's going on is this is spiritual warfare. This is not just a government agenda, but it's a satanic agenda. Because if you if you understand the Bible and you know what the Bible says, you know Satan wants to take us back to the days of Sodom and Gomorrah, and really that's where that's where we're going to. That's going to set the stage for the coming of Jesus Christ for the, you know, the second time. So th- th- this is inevitable. Okay, I just want you guys to know that things will not get better. Change will not come. The end is near. It's if you think if we, we're talking about it, we're almost complaining about it. I mean, yeah, we can educate people, but we cannot change history. We cannot change what will come in Revelations, which will be, uh, uh, you know, a, a gay society, uh, a corrupt society. You know, I mean, there will be all t- anything you can think of, uh, murder, rape. It's just going to get worse and worse and worse. Wars. It's going to get worse and worse over, over as the years go by. And so uh, that's just what it is. But, you know what I'm saying, you got to realize that this is a satanic agenda. So when you see people who are not passionate about God, because that is the agenda, you guys have to be clear. Satan can infiltrate your heart. And here, really listen to me because I know what I'm talking about. If you are not passionate about God, if you do not stand for Christ and you're not rooted in Christ, Satan will infiltrate you with sin in areas that he perceives you to be weak. Maybe you have a little struggle with porn. Maybe you have a struggle with sex. Maybe you struggle with, you know, alcohol or drugs. Or maybe you have gay thoughts or lesbian thoughts. Maybe that's your struggle. Well, Satan will infiltrate your heart and, 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 and you know, and play on that. And so what I'm saying is, be, when we're talk, as we talk about this whole DL epidemic, watch out for somebody. I'm not saying that everyone who doesn't have a relationship with God is gay, but what I am saying is just be careful at some of these men out here who are questionable. Watch and observe their relationship with God, and I think a lot of times you'll see that they don't have that strong relationship with God. It is D. Marv, you, I mean, what are, you, what are your thoughts on it? Can you uh, relate to anything I'm saying? Absolutely, man, absolutely. I just wanted to quickly touch on, um, the comments you made about these overly masculine guys who are out here just loud and boisterous just to prove their masculinity, man. I see that a lot out here. And um, I remember a classic line from uh, from American Gangster when Denzel said the loudest one in the room is the weakest one in the room. Like, that's that's a true statement, you know, like to to, to be so so outgoing and just so outlandish with your, 
with your personality, like you said, man, like that's definitely a uh, uh, a way to overcompensate for for whatever insecurities that you might have. So, um, I, you know, that was always something that I would always look at in a man who's just putting themselves out there. I would just laugh to myself because this person doesn't realize how weak they are. They think that they're doing something. They think that they're attracting attention or being the life of a party. But in the eyes of a real guy, like you look like you look soft. You look you look weak, and that's not. That's not impressive um, to me, you know, um, in, in no fashion. So, I mean, when but you see that a lot out here, man. And it's just like, you know, at, at what point are you going to realize that, you know, that you guys need to guys need to tone it down. You need to you need to you know confront your your insecurities, man, and and, and just and just man up, like literally just man up, man, because that that type of behavior is not impressive. It's not, you know, it, it doesn't make you more of a man than than me. And you know, it, and it really makes you look weak, man. It's just a shame that these guys out here just don't get it. Yeah, and I'm gonna tell you something, man. I'm a, there's a lot of. I'm gonna be careful with this. I don't. I don't want to say like I don't want to offend anybody, uh, but at, but at the same time, in a, in many cases, I'll say, many cases, you know, when you look at men of a certain age who are single. And 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 again, I'm not because you know I'm on the the panel with a bunch of single guys, so I'm not saying that. But I'm talking about when you are you've all, you. I'll put it like this: there are a lot of you know middle aged men, 35, 40, 45 year old men who are single, seemingly without love. That that's a problem, you know, when you are comfortable in that lifestyle, when you do not have a passion or even a, a desire. To find love as a man, most likely that you're you're dealing with somebody on the DL there. You know what I mean? That's somebody who is living an alternate lifestyle. You know, I could throw out some very well-known celebrities, you know what I'm saying? And I think we can all agree. You know what I mean? Really just look at them. Look at them who, who are, they're just chilling. You know, I'm just going to throw out some names. You got your Diddy, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Jamie Foxx, like just those. I mean, you know, forty year old, forty plus, and they they're seeing. And I don't want to judge anybody. I'm not trying to. Say, I don't know their lifestyle, although I've heard many things. But I'm just saying, it's as a man, we are put on this earth to love, and we are seekers of men. Every I, myself and every man here on this panel is passionate about finding love. You know, when you're okay just being a quote-unquote player, living this party lifestyle at 40 years old, 45 years old, it's almost certain that in, in 2013 some other things are going on. James, what are your thoughts on that? Absolutely, Daydon, man. You, uh, I could give you some more names, too. You already know uh, TP, TP fits in that list. Um, you know, I'll give his initials. I'm pretty sure everybody else can probably pick up on what that means. But, um, man, I, I remember one instance where I was invited to a singles ministry maybe about two years ago, and uh, there was a panel that was where they had three or four men, three or four women, and there were different questions that were asked. And the one lady asked the question, you know, um, why, why are men ready to, you know, why are men ready to settle down, blah, 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 this and that. And uh, one of the men that was on the panel, I could see in his face, man, that he was, you know, there was, some, there was some funny business going on in his life, man. I just knew that something wasn't right. And the guy was, you know, in his, he was in his mid-30s, and uh, he came out and said, you know what, um, I'm not really looking to get married right now. I'm, uh, you know, I'm actually thinking about adopting kids. And, you know, it was admirable that he wanted to adopt kids, but the way that he said it, um, it just seems as if he wasn't 
interested in a woman he wasn't interested in love and it was kind of like immediately i thought man this guy is this guy is, is living he's, he's he's on the down low man because i don't know too many men at that age that are just looking to just chill and not really interested in finding a woman you know i just don't it just doesn't happen very often yeah i mean that's it's, it doesn't happen you know often at all like you said man tyler perry i mean i can't even remember i can't believe i forgot that name but there are a lot of people like that white black Watch these people, like these party guys at, at you know at fifty years old, at forty years old. Tyler Perry, not you know what I'm saying? Like that's and, and they're questionable and they're feminine. And, you know what I'm saying? It's like come on. And but there are a lot of men, not and I'm not talking about just celebrities. A lot of people who you guys know, who you guys see every day. You know what I'm saying? Are on Facebook, a lot of these quote unquote professionals. All right, these metrosexuals. A lot of these guys are gay. Philly is filled with gay professional men. I don't. I, I had to stop going out, man. I had to stop going out like that because it was just like the gayness was getting crazy. There's so many venues here in Philly that cater to the DL crowd. And, and after a while, I used to go to some of these spots, and I'm looking like, yo, man, like what? Well, this is like a, a sausage party, party, man. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? And I would go and. You know, usually, I'm used to going places and the ratio is like 12 to 1, 20 to 1, like women to men. It's like a whole bunch of dudes and like random women. And I'm like, wait a minute. This this is not, like why are people still going to these places? Why are, why are you know what I'm saying, why are these places still in effect? Because usually if it's not jumping like that, if it's not more women than men and ladies are in free or if it's a free party, like why are the women not here? And a lot of these men are gay. You know what I'm saying? Like back in the day, if we were going to a party and it was more men than women, we, you know, we that's it. We going, we we leaving. We're going to the next spot. Nowadays, you go to some of these spots, all, you see all these well dressed men, blazers. Everybody's too cool. Got these glasses on, blazers, ties, suits, tight pants. I'm like just looking around. It's like no women there. I even I don't go out no more like that. But I'm looking at these like sometimes I look at like the photo albums of the events. I'm just looking like. What the heck is going on here, man? And a lot of these situations, whatever city you're in, look around. A lot of these guys are gay. And it's, it's unfortunate. I'm telling you, stay away from these men, ladies. Stay away from them. Marv, you know what spots I'm talking about, man. I know you know, so you don't got to put the venue out there, but I know you, you, you know, you see what I'm talking about. You're from Philly. Absolutely, man. It's unfortunate, but, you know, what's crazy is people want to people wanna clown me for, for wanting to travel out of the city for a social life. It's just like if you're not if you're not gay, if you're not DL, there's really nowhere to kind of chill and, and, and get your social on in this city, man. Like I, I can't really name any any particular club off the top of my head that you're guaranteed to walk in and it's gonna be heterosexual men, you know, women who are not bisexual and that's another epidemic too, man, and you know, I'm sure you can probably elaborate on that on another show. Just about how many, you know, bisexual women there are out here. That's a complete turn off to me, and you know, I met a I met a girl uh, uh, last year who you know I was kind of digging, man, and I was really disappointed because she told me she was bisexual, but her personality was great, man, really attractive, you know, very approachable, you know, really nice person, and I had to cut her off. I told her I'm not really feeling that. I can't do that. I can't do the bisexual thing, and she called me old school. She said, oh, "You just act. You just being old school. You know, it's your loss." Like she she really just canceled it like that as if as if her as if her situation wasn't wasn't a problem man but you know her 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 mentality just reflects um just just the acceptance and um what appears to be the 
you know, the, the normal uh, behavior out here, man. And it's, it's, it's sad. It's like you got to really search. It's like it's like it's like playing hide and seek, man. It's like you know, you really got to go out of your way to, to try to find find a venue out here that you can feel comfortable in, man. I, you know, I, I just can't. It's so easy to pick up on these DL signs. It's just really impossible for me to go into a a spot where there's known gays or known DL people and just you know just chill and just have a good time. That's like it just seems like those days are over, man. I wish I wish I could be optimistic and say that one day this is going to change, man. But I really I really can't see at some point in in, in society that people that that people will go back to living a heterosexual lifestyle. It just doesn't seem like a reality right now. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. It's it's crazy, and, and it's like that. I mean, this is Philly. We're talking about what, like the fifth largest city in the in the country. I mean, so you can only imagine if it's like that here. You know, New York, D.C. I mean, it, it just gets worse and worse depending where you where you live. But a couple other things. We have a great question. Like I said, I want to read this ridiculous situation uh, from this man living life on the D.L. But a couple other uh, very clear signs that I absolutely have to uh, touch on. Going back to Facebook and just online dating and debating, when you see men, and just in general, when you see men defending homosexuality, okay, that is, that's a clear sign that you know something is going on there. Because when you are a man and you think it's okay to, especially if you claim to be a Christian man, there's, there's, that's something that's not cool. It's not okay. And if you think it's okay, you know, that's that's an issue. You just heard Marv told the story of him cutting off, you know, a man because he was defending homosexuality. Real men don't defend homosexuality. Back in the day, you would have got punched in the face for being gay. You would have got punched in the face for being, for even looking like you might be gay. Now you're de- people are defending homosexuality. They're, it's become cool to look like you're a homosexual. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, it couldn't be more ridiculous. And so I'm just saying, we got to start really um, uh, being men. Men need to go back to being men, all right, being honest about what, what we as men know to be right, what we know to be the truth, you know what I'm saying, what we know God to be happy with. You understand, another thing that uh, I, I wanted to throw out there, molestation. You know what I'm saying? You got, you know, Tyler Perry obviously abused as a child. Donnie McClurklin abused as a as a child. Um, things like that. And I'm just throwing names out there. But Tyler Perry, Donnie McClurklin, you know what I'm saying? These are people who clearly struggle with homosexuality. It's not even a question. And so I'm just saying, am I saying everyone who is abused, who, you know, is gay? No, I'm not. But what I'm saying is there is a, there are, and there are not a lot of statistics that speak to this, um, but uh, but I know for a fact uh, that many men and women who struggle with homosexuality were unfortunately abused as sexually abused as as children, and and you don't see like I said you don't see a lot of people making that connection, but it is very relevant in, in many cases. James, any thoughts on that particular uh, the, the the childhood molestation? Fantastic point, Dana. I actually think um, what you just said is actually there's actually some studies that are done out on there that that um that actually you know prove that they show that correlation, man. And and you know I tell the ladies, you know, I just want to tell the ladies, you know, really really find out um, as much as you can about these guys that you're around that you're talking to because uh, that that molestation, man, that's a that's a major deal. That's a big deal and. 
And like you said earlier, man, usually, not all the time, but most of the time when a man has been molested by another man, there's going to be some type of issue, underlying issue there, uh, with a possibility, you know, that he may have at one point in time um, participated in some type of homosexual behavior. So, you know, ladies, just be careful about the guys around and really, really know the background of these men that you're dealing with. Yeah, you, you got it. Yeah, and, and like you said, know that background. But that background is crazy a lot of times, you know. And the funny thing, I've done many surveys over the years of, of asking women, you know, ladies, would you ever date a man who was sexually molested, you know, and why? And, and the vast majority of women, every time I do it, say absolutely not. And funny thing, for that same reason, you know, they don't want to uh, deal with somebody who might even, who where the uh, the question would be, you know, or even, you know what I'm saying, a possibility that they might be gay or have had those thoughts. And so it's unfortunate that um, people can't see, you know, it from the other, you know, from the other side, from the other other perspective. So so there's that. Um, obviously, you know, abuse, uh, molestation as a child. And one last thing that I, that I wanted to touch on is just, you know, men who just tend to surround themselves with women, okay, you ever see that? I mean, just, you know, men who never are around men, always around females, a whole bunch of female best friends, 99.9% of the time those men are gay, okay? Because real men like to be around other men, okay? That's just what it is. Now, we're not going to be around men all the time, you know what I'm saying? You're going to be around the ladies, but... You're going to be around the fellas. You're going to be at the fight parties. You're going to be go out to the gun range or, 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 you know, basketball courts at the gym, whatever it is that you like to do, because that's just what men do. But when you're always around ladies, like, you know, women feel comfortable walking around, you know, butt naked in front of you, and that's just that's just gay, man. Mark, what you know about these men out here who just always chill with the with the ladies? Yeah, that's just too much of an extreme right there, man. It's all about having that balance. You know, you want to have, you know, you want to keep it 50-50, man. Like if you if you find find a guy who's spending so much time with females, I mean, somebody who's naive or ignorant to the fact would assume that this guy is being a player, but that's just not the case at all, man. Like, you know, I, I respect the man who walks alone versus walking with a bunch of females, you know, I mean, it just, it just puts out the wrong, sends wrong signals out there, man. And, uh, you know, I really think that that's something that um, women need to just pick up on, uh, you know, because I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, how much, how much, how much time do you really spend with women, a woman who's not really your girl or, or, or your or your wife, like just random regular chicks that you're hanging out with, like what could you possibly be talking about as a heterosexual man? It's like, I love women to death, but, I can only have but so long of a conversation with a woman. I mean, after a while, I'm like, all right, you know, I'm, let me hit you back, or, or yeah, I see you, I see you some other time. I'm ready to keep it moving. We'll, we'll be around the fellas for a little bit. So I've never had that desire to want to be around a woman for you know extreme long periods of time because you just run out of stuff to talk about, in my opinion. So I mean, that's just yeah. something that women just need to be aware of. Yeah, or, or you're trying to smash. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, or, <laughs> or you're trying to smash. <laughs> Yeah, like or is on that level, but you know, as far as just chilling, just you know, nah, that's I'm not, you know, I'm not into that stuff, man. Um, it is what it is. Let's. I want to. I want to take some time to. Um, I want to read this question. 
I want to read this uh, situation that I mentioned earlier about the DL guy. I posted on Facebook. A lot of people had some things to say about it. Uh, here's the situation. A young man wrote in asking, saying, Daydon, I have a question for you. I'd appreciate it if you wouldn't use my name when you repost this. You don't know me, but someone told me that you give pretty good advice. I'm 32 years old, and I've been with my wife for five years. We have a pretty good relationship and a son together. A few years ago, I went away on a business trip and shared a hotel room with a, with a male colleague of mine. To make a long story short, we ended uh, we ended up sleeping together. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not gay. I've actually always considered myself bisexual, but that was the first time anything like this has ever happened. I regretted that incident since that day because I love my wife. I know it would kill her if she knew that I had been with a man. I haven't seen that colleague since, but I secretly long for him and have often considered searching for him. Am I wrong for this? Should I tell my wife? I don't see the need to since it happened so long ago. I haven't done anything with a man since. Any advice you give would be greatly appreciated. And this is the situation that I got, so, which is obviously a, a travesty, abs- you know, just horrible. Lewis, man, I'm going to go down the line and just, you know, let, let the fellas weigh in. First of all, what advice would you give to this man, uh, and, and just how do you feel about, you know, men who find themselves in that uh, or put themselves in those types of situations? Oh, that's 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 messed up. I mean, you know, I think it's – I think – it's pretty clear that all this bi stuff is ridiculous. He's, you know, he's gay. I mean, it's not, it's not bi, he's gay. Um, the only advice I can give him, and, and that's, you know, it's just going to be really bad when his, his wife finds out um, because I believe he's going to have to be upfront and honest about it. He can't keep that to himself. Uh, but <clears throat> the advice, the only thing I could, I could say to him is, um, and I'll just approach it from a spiritual standpoint, is that he needs to, you know, if because I don't know how he, if he thinks that this is right or not, it's not right. Um, and if he's serious, I mean, if he's serious about turning it around or as far as, you know, how he feels about that, he needs to go to Christ and confess it first off. I mean, and he can't, and not from this standpoint, like you all were talking about earlier, trying to defend it. I mean, if if he really wants to, to change it, and I'm not saying it would be easy, he has to first acknowledge that it's not right, <clears throat> that what he did was wrong, which is wrong. And like you said earlier, Dadon, you know, Satan, he's he just looks for those cracks. You know, he's going to exploit it. And don't think that Satan wouldn't fan in those flames or those thoughts that he was having about uh, that other guy. So if he's, if he's listening, if you're serious about, Turn it around. First thing you need to do is confess that you know that it's not right. That it's it, you know that this is not the way you want to be to Christ and ask for help. But as far as your wife goes, I know it's going to be disastrous. But you can't keep you you got to just be upfront, be real about it, and let and let the chips fall where they may. But you can't keep that to yourself. That's just just that. Yeah, it's 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 an abomination. I mean, it's it's not cool. It's bad enough that you're gay, but. You are involving another woman in the equation, you know, a, a woman who has no idea, a woman who is uh, unfortunately having sex, uh, you know, with no condom. And that's just the ultimate 
disregard for, you know, human life is to, you know, have cheat, you know, have, expose yourself to diseases and, and, and just that whole lifestyle and then bring that home to your wife. That's just, you know, that's just the ultimate disrespect. And for him to say, I love my wife, I mean, that's that's an oxymoron. That doesn't even, you know, you can't even use those two words in the same sentence. But, um, Marv, what, what advice would you give to uh, that guy and what would you say about that situation? Yeah, man, that that thread is absolutely repulsive, man. Like my my stomach is doing backflips right now just just listening to you talk about it. Like it's 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 disgusting, man. I really feel sorry for the woman. She needs to get tested ASAP because you know she he's exposing her to all types of you know of of, of diseases and whatnot. Um, but I, I was just thinking about um, you know just the, just I'm wondering like when the two and I don't want to get too graphic, but like. When the two, when the wife and the husband, and they're having sex, I'm just wondering: Are there certain signs that he's given off that would suggest that he could be, you know, could be a little, a little gay? Like, there's just certain things that a straight man just would not find. Well, like what, Mark? What, come on, keep it real. Oh for the ladies. man, these like, women are having oh. sex. These women well, are letting these things I don't want any women going in that bottom drawer, though. I mean, I know you talk about that bottom drawer. No, nah, man. With Pat, <laughs> hey, throw it out there. They need to know what their man is doing that may alert oh. them. Yeah. Oh, man, you're about to put me on the spot right now. They're going to uh, the bottom drawer regardless after these shows anyway. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, it's not my fault. They're going to do that anyway. Um. All right. Well, let me just throw this out there, man. A man who would prefer... Oh, Dana, you're about, about to kill me right now. I'm about to get all types of inboxes, you know, Come people on, cursing man. me out or whatnot. A man who prefers anal sex versus vaginal, like, that's what he would prefer. Like, he would rather go in that direction than another direction. That's a sign right there as far as I'm concerned. That's that's a sign. Like, you're just going to forego the, the that part and then just go right in the, in the back. Like, that's to me, to me. I would I, if I was a woman, I would be a little cautious. I would be a little cautious. If if a man doing role playing, like if he wants to be penetrated, that's a sign. I'm sorry, that's a sign. And like you'll hear conversations about guys, they'll talk among themselves and they say, yeah, you know, I like I like it when a woman put her finger in such and such. I'm just like, yo, I, I've never done that before. I, I I can't even imagine that. Like there's no pleasure from a heterosexual standpoint that would that would make me say, yeah, let's let's try that one day. Like I can't I can't see myself doing that. So I'm just I'm just wondering, you know, in this scenario, was the woman in a position where she was doing things, you know, that that a, a straight man just would not do? And if that's the case, like why didn't she look at that as a red flag, as opposed to chalking it up as them just having a, you know, just doing something different for a change. Like, there are, there are signs out there that these women know, but they just choose for whatever reason to turn the other head or to rationalize for whatever reason. And, you know, as a straight man, there's just certain things that are just absolutely off the table. Like, I'm not I'm not doing it. I've never had a desire to do it. And if you ask me, you know, I'm, I'm kicking you out. Like, you and that weed, y'all could both bounce. Like, I'm not dealing with that tonight. Nah, I feel you, man. You're right. You're right. It's it's certain signs. I don't know if y'all ever saw um, American Me with uh, Edward James almost. Like, that's a classic movie about the Mexican mafia. And he was, you know, he was in, spent his whole life in jail, basically. And, um, you know, when he finally got out of jail as a, as a middle-aged man, you know, he had his first opportunity to be with a woman. 
in, in like what twenty years, twenty thirty years, and you know, first thing he did, he's he was doing it, and he just like turned her over, and, and you know, and put up her butt, and she was just like disgusted with him, and yo, I'm just saying, there's certain signs that uh, should alert you, ladies, certain behaviors, like yo, there's something going on with this guy. Um, one back in the day, uh, a good friend of mine, a female friend back in the day, she asked me, she was like, um, yo, let me just ask you, Dion, like. This guy, she, you tell me what you think about it. This was funny thing. This was before I gave advice. This was before the book. This was like when I was like 20, 21. We were real good friends. She was like, yo, do you think, actually, I'll tell you all, if you read The Love We Had, the woman in the book who was inspired by the character that goes by the name of Kim is actually this young woman. She asked me, if you guys haven't got that book and you don't know what I'm talking about, make sure you get uh, The Love We Had, which is uh, very much so loosely based on, on my life and experiences. But uh, she asked me, she was like, uh, yo, Daydon, I was dealing with this guy, and I was at his apartment, and I found a dildo in his drawer. She said, I asked him about it, but he said that it was his ex-girlfriend's, and she just left it there. She said, should I believe that? James, is that what, what does that sound like to you? Is that BS, or what was going on? It sounds like, man, he likes to take it from the back, man. I don't know what's, uh, man... Man, that's disgusting, man. That's, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> Listen, ladies, that's a real story. Trust me on that. That, that wasn't like something off a movie. Like that, she actually asked me that. This was something that a friend of mine actually saw in a guy's apartment, like in his drawer. And he he said his excuse was that it was left there by his ex girlfriend, which is absolutely ludicrous. I mean, it, that makes no sense whatsoever. No matter, it's one. Why would your why would your girlfriend have a dildo in your apartment? Two. Why would it still be there after you guys broke up and you're dealing with another woman? Like it's just the whole story. You can't even talk about it from a, a logical perspective because it's just it's BS. That's a great example of you know a gay man. Now, uh, let me. This is what I'll say about this situation real quick. Listen, I mean, first of all, there's no such thing as a bisexual, all right? I mean, that's just, that's, let's just deal with that first and foremost. There, that, I don't even know where that term came from. If you have gay thoughts of any kind, you have gay contact of any kind, you're gay. There's no, it's not, oh, I'm a bisexual. And this is what, and that's why I told you to listen to that interview. I got into a little debate with J.L. King, the whole author of On the Download, because I mean, he could at that time he considered himself to be bisexual, but then later on he, I believe, at the, towards the end of the interview, he said that you know I am a gay man. But you know, when he was doing all his dirt, he was like, you know, I'm a bisexual. And I said, well, look, there's no such thing as a bisexual. I said that on the air. You know me, I don't bite my tongue. I said, well, look, that's just gay. You know what I mean? So, but you had to listen to the interview to hear how we, uh, you know, how we chopped it up on the interview. Um, so there's there's that whole thing. Then he says, obviously, you know, I'm not gay, but I still long for this man. Well, you're gay. If you long for someone, if you w secretly want to see someone that you had a gay experience with, well, then that is you have to embrace that. You have to, um, you know, be honest with yourself. And now, obviously, like Lewis said, you have to go to God in prayer. God is the only person that can take away homosexual thoughts, I mean, and, and homosexual behavior. It's a sin just like anything else is a sin. 
You know, God can deliver you from homosexuality. I don't want anyone to listen to this who struggles or feel like feels like they might be gay and feel like no, they can't overcome that because you can. You know what I'm saying? But but you have to absolutely get that relationship with God back to where it 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 needs to be. And so I honestly I don't even want to talk about this anymore to be honest because it's it's disgusting, it's repulsive. But because we have so many female listeners. I wanted to make it a point to to do this show. I've been letting it mentally marinate for quite some time now, and um, you know I knew it was coming, and I'm glad we you know we got the fellas here to talk about it. Um, and it's just uh, it, you know I, I see why God calls this entire situation you know an abomination. Uh, let's go ahead and wrap it up though, Lewis. Man, what um, any words of wisdom or last minute comments that you want to leave the listeners with this evening? Uh, <clears throat> just to just to kind of repeat what you just said, if there's any man out there that's listening to this program um, and, and you, hey, just, just admit it and you know that you're gay, you have those thoughts, um, if you really want to really break that lifestyle, um, as I said before, first you have to acknowledge it. Like they had always saying before, you know, so many people now, it's people coming out of the closet and now it's, it's society is trying to make it socially correct to be gay. And if you and if you think that it's socially correct then you're not going then there's no way you're gonna break it. Um you have to first acknowledge it and say, Hey, this is wrong. Um, you know, I know I'm having these thoughts or whatever, but it's wrong and if you confess that to Christ that you know it's wrong, that you need his help, that you can't do it without him, um, and he'll help you like they don't say like any other sin, uh, he'll help you to break that. But the ladies hopefully, um, you all just, just took some things down, uh and there's a lot of good information that was given out tonight, um, and just take it to heart um, because it's real out here, um, and you just don't want to get caught up like that. Oh, and one more thing I want to say. Uh, I know we hadn't really said anything about this tonight, but ladies, just because a guy is nice and respectful and humble and Christ-like and not knocking you all over the place, disrespecting you and trying to control you and curse you out, that doesn't make him gay because society wants you to think that a man that's nice is weak and soft and all of that. Uh, but that's just uh, what I want to share. You know, and I'm glad you, you brought that up because that's an excellent point. And, and a lot of women, unfortunately, do have that mentality. They feel like, oh, because you're not a dog or because you're not, you know, a thug, um, you know, and, and abusive and gripping them up and using profanity and, you know, being a certain type of way in the bedroom, I mean, that's you know that's that's not at all gay. That's that's the, actually the type of men that you that you want. You know what I'm saying? That the nice guys. You know, the, it's great to have the thugs back in the day. You feel like they could protect you in in a way that your father wasn't there to protect you. I mean, I get it. I I know where it comes from, but that's those men do not uh, make for good husbands. So definitely, just go with the go with the nice guys, the Christian men, and um, you know you'll be you know you'll be okay. But many of you already know that. You know, two kids later, you know, ten years later, you, you've realized that, you know what, I actually do want the nice guy. Or I should have gone after the nice guy. And now you're trying to, you know, get back on track. And, and I can help you do that. You know, if you guys just throw out there, if you if you need advice or you want to set up a free counseling session, definitely shoot me an email at daydon at trctoday.com or, uh, you know, call 855-55-DAYDON, toll free anywhere in the world. But uh, Marv, man, what um, you know, what last-minute thoughts or words of wisdom do you have for the listeners tonight? Yeah, uh, it was definitely a pleasure, Dayton, uh, for being on your show once again. You know, this was a uh, a very disgusting dialogue that we had tonight. 
Um, you know, I'm going to throw up after we hang up. Um, you know, but I, it, it had to be. You know, we had to we had to address it because these women out here are, are clueless when it comes to um, really really identifying the signs of a DL of a DL guy. Um, I mean, it's, it's so crystal clear to the to the eyes of a heterosexual man about um, a man who has these gay tendencies. But um, you know, I, I do understand that the purpose is to um, have women out here, you know, to have them gain that same level of understanding and and clarity as well. So I just hope that these women are really listening and not just you know using this as as just a form of entertainment, man. Because yeah, we've been laughing and joking and and, and you know keeping things somewhat lightly. Um, but it's it's an epidemic out here, man. And, you know, I, I really feel like, I, like I said before, I've traveled, and I really feel like um, I always thought that Atlanta was probably the, one of the gayest cities in the country, man, but I really feel like Philly is, is number one now, man, because every corner that I turn, every every spot that I go in, man, it's just it's just so gay and it's, it's ridiculous. It's so gay out here, man, where it just seems like to be straight now has become abnormal. And it's a sad situation. I wish I, I, wish I could say that. Um, you know that is, that this will get better, that it'll improve. But I mean, when you look at the laws being passed, you know, you got our president preaching that that change. When he's talking change in no way, I never, never knew, never would expect that he would be talking about this type of change. So I mean, there's just so much support for homosexuality on a global scale, and it's affecting, um, you know, it's affecting society. You know, it's it's causing, um, it's creating a, a larger divide between man and woman. You know, and I mean, they're starting to attack our attack our children um, as young as four or five about gay being normal. I mean, you have so many ho- households out here. The numbers are are, are are increasing when it comes to single parent household. You know, it's not getting any better, man. I mean, my advice, you know, we always have to provide solutions. You know, my my advice is for women to just keep your legs closed, man. Like keep your legs closed. Don't even. Put yourself in a position where you're having children by guys, you know, and you have to end up raising them by yourselves because of these, um, you know, be, for whatever reason that you decided to lay down with this guy. And now, you know, you have to, now you're in a position where you're raising a child by yourself, consumed with feminine energy, and then this boy, nine out of ten times, if he doesn't come out totally gay, he may ha- he may have a battle with his sexuality. He may have some type of feminine energy that he has to deal with. And it's, it's just creates a, a dysfunctional cycle in a society, man. And, and it, you know, we we have to all hold ourselves accountable. You know, it starts with me. It starts with the women who are listening on this show. You know, be mindful of who you sleep with. Like, don't have kids with with guys who you really can't see yourself spending the rest of your life with. You know, women have that power, man. We 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 can't we can't take we can't take it from you in the bed. Like, we we have to persuade you to open your legs. It's like. Women have to be conscious of that now, and moving forward, I hope that that the women listening, I hope that we were able to change a few a few of the women's mindsets out here, man, because that's that's the start, that's the beginning. Hey, Marv, I appreciate the the good words, man. That's good advice out there, Lewis, Marv, James. I mean, this is what we need more of, and you know, I mean, ladies, I'm just telling y'all, um, you know, straight up, if you're dealing with men who do not, you know, sound like us. You know who do not have views like us now, and you know, we're not looking for zombies. Everyone, you know, me and Marv, we debate, we go back and forth. You know, Lewis, I me, mean, we're all different in our own way. But when it comes down to, you know, core issues about what it means to be a man, like these are things that there is no debate on. 
you listen to other shows, you hear debates with you know different things. But there's there's no debating when it comes to what a man is. There's no debating when it comes to what's gay and what's not gay. If you guys notice, you know, when it's, there's there's no debate when it comes to what it means to be a man of God, a Christian man. If you guys are dealing with men who are talking that other stuff, living a different type of lifestyle, these are the types of men that you want to stay far away from. Okay, this is this is it right here. That's why I love having men from literally all over the country. But you guys get an opportunity to hear us all saying the same thing from a Christian standpoint. James, man, uh, close it out. What words of wisdom do you have? What would you like to lead the ladies uh, and, and the fellas listening? Hey, Alan Marv, um, Lewis, man, I really appreciate you guys being on tonight, man. I enjoyed the show. Um, to the ladies, um, please know, you know, the brothers, we love you. We are not against you. We are here to support you. And so tell these ladies, do whatever you have to do to get the help that you need. Don't be embarrassed about needing help. Go ahead, go through the process, get the help you need so that one day you can be blessed with every good and perfect gift that God wants to give you. There it is, man. Well, look, I want to, again, just thank my my panel of, of real men, you know what I'm saying, strong men, Christian men uh, who are here. You know, all it is is an email. I got to shoot these guys. They always dedicate, you know, take a night out, spend it, you know, with the sole purpose of educating uh, these women about how men think. And I do appreciate that. This is this information, you guys, ladies. It's it's invaluable. You can't put a price tag on this. Listen. Hopefully, you guys got some good information. Got some had some views changed. Learned some new things that you may have been unfamiliar with in the in the past. And uh, we will continue to do these shows. Barbershop Talk Tuesdays in its, in its truest form. Courtney, thanks for being here. Guys, everyone, thank you for listening to the group. If you haven't already, follow me online. Add yourselves to the Friends of the Daydon Tolbert Show group. Follow me on Twitter. Like my Facebook page, all that stuff, at Daydon Tolbert. Thank you guys for listening. I'll see you all tomorrow night. Here's a little Tyrese. Uh, and, and what, you know, real quick, too. I'm going to play a little Tyrese to close us out. But even in the music industry, there's a lot of a lot of questionable artists. Frank Ocean, blatantly gay, trying to say he's bisexual. Gay man singing R&B. You know that that didn't it didn't used to be like that. Back in the day, you had your Otis Redding, your Sam Cooke. You know what I'm saying? Even your R. Kelly's. You know what I'm saying? It was like these are real men singing about real love songs, and you know what I'm saying? Now you got you know Frank Ocean, these these fruity fruity pebbles guys, Trey Songz. Chris Brown, all these like fruitcakes, you know what I mean? And, and I, I like Tyrese. He came back out with some real R&B. I like guys like those got Tank, you know, Tyrese, even Genuine back in the same classic love songs. We need to get back to that, you know. So just want to throw it out there, man. But thank y'all for listening, and I'll see y'all next time. Just for putting up with me And I'm sorry That you even had to deal with me Even though I made you cry I want to make you right Just give me some time To make it right I go the extra mile to make you smile And 
just to make your day. I'll go out my way, I'll do whatever it takes. Baby, promise me you Say, baby, would you just But somehow I changed your mind And now that we're here I just can't let you go And now I got you here Baby girl, I gotta let you know I go the extra mile to make you smile And just to make your day I'll go out my way, I'll do whatever it takes Okay. 